listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. Hope everybody had a good week. Hope everybody good. Let's see. Oh, yeah, man. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm just living, man. Just trying to, you know. <laughs> I can dig it. Just, just trying to close another deal. You know how it is. All right. You know how it is. Just trying to, just chasing it. That's all, man. Just trying to continue to even, you know, even though I teach a lot, I still build the thing on out. I still mm-hmm. go after it. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a coach, but I'm still in the streets. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? You got to be. So, you know. I'm going to tell you, man, like, um, doing this, I didn't realize the value in just having these meetings, just hearing up, being with other creatives. Like, the the courses are super impactful, but just being around other creatives, especially if you're not in the area that has a lot of creatives. Facts. You know what I mean? You know, Um, it's something that I didn't, I'm not going to say I didn't value it, but I didn't appreciate it until I got it. And that's like, it's crazy because I be trying, I be, I, I try to get people involved as much as possible now because this is the only part of the business, at least for me to be involved. I don't know how I'm gonna scale it when it's two thousand people here. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. I'm trying to tell people like, <laughs> right now is the time. Get, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it'll it'll always be a group. You know, I'll always have groups of people meet together and talk about certain um, things, but. Man, we mm-hmm. learn so much from each other. It's not just me. It's just, you know, what other people go through. And you're like, man, I'm, you know, I never thought mm-hmm. about that. Or I'm almost in a situation like that. And he two steps ahead. What could I learn from him? So mm-hmm. these are very valuable. And this is when people say networking, what they really mean is, yes, yeah, cool to go out and meet people who, you know, if everybody networking, it don't matter, but it's great to to sit down and be in a situation where you're around like-minded individuals right. um, where iron can sharpen iron. Um, and and yep. you have the ability to bounce these problems or ideas or situations um, off other people who live your lifestyle, because I'm sure you go through the same thing I go through where when it comes to talking about stuff like this in your life, you alone, like your people don't really get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't just go talk to everybody at the crib and they understand where you coming from. Um, and, and you, you're going to get to a point where they can't really offer advice. They, they'll give you something so that they can hear themselves talk. Um, and they want to help you They have every intention on being, a pillar of your success, but you'll outgrow them because they don't specialize in what we do. Um, right. And it's just, you feel alone, you feel alone. Yeah. So these meetings for me have been therapeutic because I get to talk about stuff that I've had boxed in my head for the longest, you know, yeah, like, man. man, like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I look forward to these myself. Um, and they really help. Uh, they help me even even still to this day. So I I know I want to probably in the future introduce a segment where um, we start to look at websites. We start to look at maybe demo reels and we start to evaluate mm-hmm. them. Um, and I'll okay. probably create a post so people can submit them. And not really just you know not not on no tear stuff down type of thing, but more on a 
Um, mm-hmm. Helping us understand, because helping us understand what we did wrong here um, so mm-hmm. that you'll see it and moving forward, you'll know it. Because a lot of times, you know, I spent a lot of money bringing in consultants, man. Like, like I, I read a book about the importance of a mentor and a consultant. And yeah. I, so I went and dumped money into that and it helped. But the only problem was it was, there isn't a lot of people who, who live in 2023 that, that have success in this industry, in this direction. It's either mm-hmm. people who used to be photographers or they're just teaching outdated old methods, um, you know, selling prints. And I want you to get your best images and I want you to go down to the little event we're having down here on the corner and I want you to print them out. People are going to buy. That don't work no more. Like every time I go to an event like that, I look at the photographer and I'll just shake my head because I'm like, dude, you went and spent all this money to, to print all these images and I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying you picked the long, the hard road. Like it's been done so much that you, you know, nobody's buying a, a portrait of a horse anymore um, for $300 to be the centerpiece of their uh, living room decorations. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it don't happen. I'm just saying the chances of you making a living off of it. Now, if you want to make an extra $30 a month, cool. But we live in a world where you can get one. You can live. You should be able to be high middle class with this skill set. Minimum. High middle class. If you understand how to position it. You know, but I can't make you think no greater of your skill set than you currently think. And I can't, you know what I'm saying? So the goal for me always has been with Flash from Academy is to teach people how how valuable you are. It's like the school for X-Men. Like, you don't you got a power and you don't understand how valuable it is because you're not around the people who value it. And I've mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to sit in a room with a bunch of old bald guys who talk about billion dollar businesses and hear them discuss what content can do for them. I've had the opportunity of working for a government um in the psychological right. operations division to understand what what content does for wars like how it changes history and i think the average person because we got the you know because samsung apple and all these camera phone operators put the power in your pocket we we don't really understand that we don't value it like we should like we lose value for you know but just think of you know and i'm, I'm not trying to get political or nothing like that but just think of you know, somebody recorded the Rodney King beatings. Like, what did it do to the nation? Like, it caused billions of dollars worth of damage because of rioting and, like, just from content, from media. Like, so we we undervalue the power that we possess um, and our ability to create it simply because we don't know who value it. We don't know how to approach or attract them. Um, and we don't know how to create it for them. And that's the missing piece that I try to connect the dots on here um, because I've, I've, you know, being in the, in the government, being in the military, being in corporate America, I've just, I've kind of had a, a full circle view of what a picture could do. What one, what one picture could do, what one 30 second video could do. 
for you, for your brand, for your pockets, for your name, for your state, for your country, for your senator, for your president, for your enemy. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've had the opportunity to see it and it's way more than the average person think. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got a picture of an alien right now, like you got gold in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like the right picture is worth so much. A blurry picture of Jesus is worth a billion dollars. My uh my my photography teacher used to say that. Like uh, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's just, you know, a lot of people pick this up just for fun, thinking it's going to be easy. Um but when you when you take a step back and you you think about the business aspect of it, uh, the sky is the limit. And and my goal here is to help people um, reach that sky. And, and, you know, a lot of that is, is in my opinion, is financial success. Like, like the true, true freedom is, is, is having the money to do what you want to do. <laughs> Period. You need, you need money to do what you want to do. If you're going through a custody battle, you need money for lawyers. If you're going through a whatever, you need money. Like, let's be real. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm. Money can solve ninety percent of the problems in your life right now. So you know they say more money, more problems, but the main bad problems, them them problems you don't mind having, but the main bad problems. Uh, it was a quote that I read that said, "If you got money, you don't have problems." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you can throw money at problems. But you know we we just you know we got to change the mind from being in survival mode, and we got to change. Um, we got to stop. I, I'm gonna say we gotta stop, but we we're so conditioned to be consumers um, that we don't we don't even see the game that's being ran on us. And the goal is to help you understand it, um, not just so you can, that you can spot it, but so that you can start to implement it in your business. Uh, because like, business is like an apple pie, and this is a theory I've always said: you can bite into any apple pie you want, but there's no way you can tell me what the oven was on when they made it. You can't even tell me if them red apples or green apples. You can't tell me how many eggs went into the crust, how much cinnamon is used. You may be able to say, I think it's cinnamon in this. I think it's wheat. But you can't tell me how much, no matter how many apple pies you eat, you just can't learn it. You have to go out and learn from somebody, a baker how to properly make an apple pie. Um, and a lot of people think because they eat a lot of apple pie, they know it. And they just don't when it comes to business. So... You know, we, yeah. we, you know, the goal is to make sure that, you know, we, we understand the power that we have. We know how to use that power to generate revenue, to feed our families and live a good life while doing what we love to do. Um, and, and that's what I think is special about, you know, uh, what we talk about and do here at Flash Film Academy. And that's my goal is to continue to build this thing out um, to be that. So my question for you all is, um, did any of you all see the latest video I dropped about a 10 second photo hack? And what do you think about that? Yes, I watched it. Okay. How do you, how do you feel about it? Did you feel like you gained something from it? Do you feel like it was, what do you think about it? Okay. Uh, uh, yes, I do. Um, I did learn something from it. And granted, uh, it's, it, it's funny because I used it before you know, in those uh, specific types of situations, just never really thought about upcharging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that or just saving your butt because because the biggest... See, this is the thing when it comes to... Well, we'll talk about Raw a little bit, but one of the biggest things you run into filming in real-world situations is a mixture of light temperature. 
right? Whenever, yep. you, whenever you shoot see movies, they have a budget to change every light bulb you see to a temperature that is that is perfect for the scene. No matter what, where it's at, it can be a light pole, it can be whatever. Every single light bulb in that scene has been rated to be whatever temperature the director or um, director of photography want to shoot in. If you want a warm scene, you got a, a 32,000 Kelvin light, temp, light temperature bulb. And listen, if you don't know about Kelvin light temperatures and you're a photographer or a videographer, you better learn about it. It's very important. Very important that you understand the difference in light temperature. But you may anytime you're in a building where they don't have expensive light bulbs. So let me tell you the difference between cheap light bulb and expensive light bulb. A cheap light bulb burns at a color range of one thousand to to eight thousand, one thousand to three thousand uh, on a light temperature scale. So it can be anywhere between an orange to a blue. It can be kind of green. Expensive light bulbs that are for movies or for pictures or the ones you find in our equipment are designed to light at a specific light Kelvin, like a specific temperature across the board. So so it's designed now they're bicolor or RGB. Whenever you go in a building, they're not spending a hundred dollars per light bulb, they're spending like five. Well, as long as they produce light, the color accuracy is not that important. They they're just they're just there to light up the area. Like nobody's checking the color temperature. However, when you go in with your camera and your sensor that is very sensitive, and it can it, it can see the difference between the two light temperatures, and you get somebody in front of you, you know, with their skin tone, and you're trying to get the correct skin tone. Well, it's difficult if this light is a little green, that light is a little red, and your lights are daylight. Like you're fighting against colors. Now, people want to talk about raw this and raw that and raw this and raw that. In my opinion, the best benefit of having a camera that shoots real raw, not just what people call them raw and giving you a little more image quality, but real raw allows you to play with those colors without affecting the image as much. So high-end cameras, and that's why you see, well, if an iPhone shoots is good and my A7S three shoots is good, why are they still using Alexas to film this reality show? Because that Alexa or you know or whatever camera they use has the ability to pull out the bad fluorescent colors that they don't want. It has the ability to grab the, the color they want and lower it. They can manipulate it more because they've captured more data. Now, don't get me wrong. This this can still be done if you have a camera that captures a lot of data into a ProRes file, not a ProRes RAW. And I'm sure they got some high-end cameras that may do ProRes RAW. I ain't trying to dunk on ProRes RAW, but I'm saying that, you know, really high-end cameras that still can record in ProRes can record and give you so much data that you have the ability to pull the, the green tint out of it without affecting the color, without it bending too much where the skin tones look terrible. And to be honest with you, that that's the main difference between a cheap camera and a good camera is its ability to capture more data and a higher dynamic range. That's it. High end cameras don't care about low light because in most cases you control the lighting. So it don't have to be really good in low light. That's something that's on the lower end. People who can't afford a lot of lights or can't afford to control the light. They don't have a budget. They need something that can shoot in dark. 
the average guy that's shooting, you know, NFL don't because the stadiums are properly lit. So these are just things that you you, you learn about, you know, along the way um, when it comes to, you know, being in corporate America. And that's why I wanted to touch on this subject, because in corporate America, you're going to have some trash lights. Even if you light it, like I'll give you an example. I shot something last week. And the building has what's called an emergency roll of lights. It's lights you can't cut off no matter what. You can hit every switch you want. That one row of lights is going to stay on. They're fluorescent. Some are blinking. Some are green. Some are pink. Some are purple. When you get your camera and you look at it and you're looking at skin tones and somebody's smiling and they teeth green and you're like, what the hell? How did I get here? Well, you got there because your fluorescent lights are tra- above you are trash. Um, and then you, you can't, you know, you got to block that light in most cases and then use yes. your own light. So I like to use strobe at a really high shutter speed. Uh, but that's my little trick for, uh, you know, photography. Videography is a lot harder. You got to, this is where, where I talk about, there's a lot of YouTubers talking to you about what's in their camera bag, but they're not talking to you about how they block light and diffuse light and bounce light and reflect light. Like I would take those four things before I tell you to go buy a light. And if you got those four things, well, how are you holding them up? A, a little rinky dink light stand? No, you need a C stand. You you got if, even if you got a light stand, you don't got sandbags. Like, how do you, how do you expect you to get this great image if you can't block light? You can't diffuse light. You can't reflect light. Like, what do you? No, I don't work like that. So, um, you know, those things are very important to content creators that's looking to take things to the next level. And I feel like because it's not sexy. It's just not covered. They don't want to talk to you about sandbags. They don't want to talk to you about C stands. They don't want to talk to you about having light blockers in your in your van because you may get in a situation where the sunlight coming through the window ain't it? It's too much, or you know, it's too golden. It's a golden hour, and you're trying to film an interview. That's golden hour works on pictures outside. I don't want golden hour on my CEO through the window, but it's through the blinds. You know, lighting half her face like that don't work for me. So what what can I do? I, I got to block light. Blinds don't work. They don't work as good as uh, light blockers or light bouncers. So it's it's things like that that I think that, uh, you know, it's the, it's the unsexy stuff that helps your image quality look a lot better um, that a lot of people just don't talk about. And I, it's not fair to the average person that's getting into this thing that's trying to learn how to do this. And, and, and meanwhile, you got this $20,000 camera and you telling them that's the reason you're getting these images. No, it's because you got 12 C-stands, six diffusers, eight light blockers, 10 lights. You know what I'm saying? You got a hair light, a, a, a Rembrandt light. You got a, you know what I'm saying? Like you got all these lights. And then you add that camera to it and it looked good. But you don't tell people that they can achieve the same look or a very similar look by controlling their light. It'll You, you can take a, they were shooting movies with 5D Mark IIs. So... That's 10-year-old technology, probably older than that. Um, and it still produced, like Black Hawk Down was shot on 5D Mark II. You don't look back at that and be like, this looks like trash. You don't. You look back at it and don't think about the fact that it was shot on the handheld DSLR. Like, so, But they were able to control light in ways to utilize the full strength of the sensor. And that is that skill set is more important than you going out here getting a bigger, better cinema camera. You know what I'm saying? In hopes that it'll help you achieve that. So those are just the like the little nuggets 
cats ain't sharing with you and you scratching your head wondering how they stuff stuff look like that and your stuff look like this even even after you went out and bought the camera they said get because they happen to have a test video on it the day it was released so you know what i'm saying like those are the things that i try to you know i try to talk about because if it wasn't for me going to school for photography or videography in the military i wouldn't have known and i sit here and watch these cats who always got a new camera that they selling you or always got a new lens or a matte box. Like most people use matte boxes because it look cool. Like 50% of people don't even use matte box for the, for the real reason. They want ND filters internal and still want to use a matte box. Well, what? Why? Which one do you need? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, to each his own, but I, I feel like, um, I feel like it's important that, you know, we kind of, talk about those things here because if we don't hear nobody's ever going to talk about it so um with that being said who got wins and losses this week who got some w's this week or who got some l's who got some lessons who learned something this week who got hit across the head and learned something i um submitted a proposal for a client i think it's out of their budget i think it's more than what they want to spend um they're spending a the thing i like about um Proposify is I get to see when they're looking at my proposal. I get to see what page they're stuck on. I get to see it. And when they're stuck on a budget page a long time, that tells me that budget is a problem. Um, and and if if I don't, like usually I have a time set back up to call them back. Like right now I got an appointment for tomorrow um, with a client. It's like a, like a $50,000 uh, quote. Uh, but they got, you know, it's a two-day event. We got two camera crews in two different places, three camera crews, camera crew on stage one, camera crew on stage two. Um, and then they want to get a second crew, a third crew, I'm sorry, doing uh, testimonials um, that will also be roaming um, around getting uh, testimonials from speakers and those who attend. Then they want two photographers. So they were quoted somewhere around 55, 56, um, because it's probably going to take all of uh, I think I got uh, like a 16 man crew on that shoot and it is what it is. Um, but again, you know, because it's structure based pricing, instead of them saying no to 50,000, we may say, okay, we may not be able to do multi-cam in this room and multi-cam in that room. We may not be able to do testimonials right away. We may not need, we may not be able to have two photographers and, and two places, you know what I'm saying? Um, one of the event, like one of the days is like from nine to five, but the other one is from seven to seven. And we've covered events like that with tech week. I don't have my photographers or videographers. I'm not going to say my videographers, I'll have them do 12 hours. My photographers, I usually don't. I do max eight because my videographers are like this all day. They chilling. All right. Somebody's off stage. Hey man, what you doing after this? My photographers are usually running around and they're beat. I know what it's like. I've been there and done it and been beat myself. Um, so I usually do max eight hour shifts. Plus these clients who, who, who have these events, they want some selects by the end of the night, if possible. And so imagine you get, you getting off at five, you gotta be back at seven in the morning. You gotta go home, dump all your memory, charge all your batteries, do whatever you gotta do at home and get back up and be here at seven. So you're getting up at 530. So I'm the, you know, you're leaving at five, you're stuck in rush hour traffic. You're not getting home to 738. So I gotta dump, dump media, get selects, charge batteries, 
double check my bag, go to sleep just to get back up here in a few hours. So I don't, I like to, you know, make it easier. Um, where my camera crew, we're leaving everything there. And, you know, we all powered into the, you know, power adapter. Um, I may go around and dump media onto a hard drive that night. Uh, but that's about it. So it's a little easier um, when I'm dealing with that. But anyway, go ahead, Ranson. Go go for it, bro. So I got a win. Um, like I've been sharing with y'all, I've been working with this Pop Warner League. Oh, yeah. So um, as a result of me posting content on their main Facebook page, um, I've been having a lot of parents now. They come to my Adobe. Has a, I think they give you like 10 or 15 pages. So I've been using the web page that comes with my subscription as like a landing page. Mm-hmm. So I've been having um, my, my Adobe portfolio page. I've been using it as a landing page. So I've been having parents go on there and uh, sign up. So I've been getting a lot of signups for uh, individual photos for their football players and their cheer, you know, the sons and daughters. So all of that is a result of me posting content, you know, cause I'm using the uh, pop Warner team as a beta client, but um Beginning a lot of those signups, I got a, quite a few uh, signups this weekend uh, for shoots. And then one of the cheer commissioners for the cheer team, she, um, I didn't even know she was doing it. She uh, put my name out to this huge recreational cheer uh, team here in Tallahassee. So I met with the owner um, this past Sunday and she's wanted me. She said she was looking for a photographer and videographer. So she said she's going to put together everything that she needs. And then I told her once she does that, I'll send her a proposal. And then if, you know, if she's down for it, I'm going to, you know, send her that, uh, non, what do you say? Non-refundable retainer. That's right. And, uh, move from there. So things are kind of, um, you know, starting to pick up just as a result of me, you know, doing this stuff for the pop Warner team. So I've been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of W's. I like that. I like that. Yeah. What I would do there, and that's perfect. I would make my landing page the easiest, most, I don't say kid friendly because I guess kids aren't booking it, but I make it so they can sign up and pay right there. I make it so it's just a, a layup and you can just wake up the money and stuff on your calendar if, if possible. Um, you know, that, that's what I would do. Make it so they can select what they want. They see the price and they locked in. So by the time I talk to you, we're just either discussing a date, a time, or a place. Um, now, now, I do have a question because sure. I use I use Pixie Set, and that's uh, you know they have proposal contracts and all that. So my question is for the Proposify, is that like I don't know too much about that. So what is is that a subscription based? Um, and and, and kind of how does it? Um, work in a sense. So Proposify, I would use for bigger plans. Like, so two things that I really like, HoneyBook and Proposify. And I'm going to tell you the main difference between the two because they kind of do the same thing. Um, I just, I, I, I'm just in love with what Proposify offers and I've been stuck there and I haven't went back to really fully see what HoneyBook is updated because I've been told they've updated a lot. Proposify is great at submitting bigger detailed proposals that you want to get signed. And if you have a Stripe account, they can even pay from there. Um, the good thing about Proposify for me is I like the statistics that it offers, right? It tells me when they open it, what they're looking at, how long they're on certain pages so that I can kind of tailor my callback based off that information. So let me give you an example. 
uh, there was times where I've had clients because I'll put my proposal and the contracts in there. So when you sign it, you're doing both. I'll have clients who spend a lot of time in one area of the contract. So I know to bring it up. You know what I'm saying? When I call them, I know to talk to them and bring it up. I know, I know that that it's important to them um, or budget. I know it's important to them and proposal five gives me the ability to create a um, clickable proposal where they can click check boxes and it'll automatically accumulate or add up the cost. They can check and uncheck and say, I want this or that. So I get to upsell them from the proposal. Another thing good about proposal five for me is I have videos included in my proposal. So I have video testimonials. I have our uh, demo reel. Um, I have, and I have them tailored to each job type. So corporate event photography has people talking about, Hey, we chose flash film media for corporate event photography. They were the greatest training videos. Hey, we chose, you know what I'm saying? So I have different ones tailored to each proposal. Um, and I just, I like the way it's, it's set up. It's just, it's easy for me. Um, it automatically send reminders. It automatically say, Hey, 50% is due at the time of booking. Um, so it works, it, it works for me. Uh, HoneyBook though, and the reason I really, 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 really loved HoneyBook is it did more than proposals. Like it'll take a person, you can create a form on your website. They'll fill out that form. It'll put them, once you create a, a, a like a list or, or like a system and process, it'll take them through that process. So once they submitted a form or they submitted a little, inf I used to have, I used to have mine set up where you would submit a form on a website. It would send you a questionnaire. You, you would fill out the questionnaire. Now, once you hit submit on the form on the website, it'll tell you, hey, check your mailbox for the questionnaire so we can move to the next step. You fill out the questionnaire, right? Once you fill out the questionnaire, you set a time for us to talk. It's already built into my calendar where it knows I got stuff on my calendar and you can't book or overbook or whatever. I may set it to say, hey, I only want to do these on Tuesdays and Thursdays, whatever. I set the parameters. We set up that call. Uh, when I make that call and I and I talk to them and I pull up their account, I have everything in front of me, the questionnaire, everything. So I can talk to them about their account. If we move forward in HoneyBook, there's a button for me to click to say, yes, we're moving forward. Um, and I can submit the proposal to the client. I submit the proposal to the client. Let's say on a proposal, they click on aerial shots, hypothetically. Um, and then they choose a date in my proposal that works for them as a shoot date. Well, um, when I get that deposit paid, it automatically send an email to my aerial photography guy. You know what I'm saying? It, because they chose a, you know, a, a type of job that required three people, um, my audio person and my, my second assistant, they get emails or it get placed on their calendar automatically. So it's things like that that you can work into HoneyBook that proposal only covers a slim part of it, but they do it well. Also with HoneyBook, I can have it set up where if they choose to get script writing, it automatically send a questionnaire, which really is a copy and paste from what I used to use my guy on Fiverr, what he requested. So I would send that to him and they would fill it out or they would be reminded to fill it out. Um, and then once I get that back, then boom, it notifies me to put in the, the writing order. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it was just a lot of things you can build into the process. Um, I'll have it kick out uh, a, a list of, of items I need to make sure I bring for the shoot based off of what they selected. Um, it'll notify me the day before the shoot to remind me, hey, charge batteries. That's just a process that I that I added to the system. 
It'll notify me on the day of the shoot. You know what I'm saying? I'll have it on my calendar, how long it'll be in directions. Um, and then after the shoot, once I mark it complete, it'll notify the client. Thank you for shooting. It's going to take 14 days, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, I, you know, I can plug in the videos, edit them, upload them. I use Vimeo because I like the review page. Um, I have it set up where it's asking for the review link so we can send them to the client and say, hey, client, these are the these are the first drafts. Let me explain that the color is not going to be right. The, the purpose of the first drive is, draft is to make sure that the shots are correct. And the second stage is color correction, you know, and audio mixing. So it'll do all of that. Even when I mark them as complete and they pay the last invoice, it'll wait a certain amount of days. I think I had it set for 60 um, and it'll automatically send them an email asking them for um, a review. Then I'll wait another 120 days and maybe ask them for a referral automatically. And I don't have to, once I set it up, I don't have to do anything else. It will, you know, if they call in, I can put in a phone number. I can pull up all the notes and everything from their account. I see everything and it makes it a lot easier than me saying, uh, you who, uh, yeah, I talk, and it really come in handy when I was using Thumbtack because I would meet clients, go through the steps, and they would it would fall off. I wouldn't hear from them. And then they would call back six months later, like, "Yeah, our budget's opened up. We want to pick up right where we left off." So instead of me saying, "Uh," I can punch in a phone number. I see the notes I left on the account. I see where we were at. I see what was quoted. I see where we stopped. I see what their questions and concerns and objections were. All of that's right there in front of me. So. It is your, you know, you know, you go to McDonald's and you order something and they type it in a computer. It is that for you. It is your CRM. So it makes life, life a lot easier uh, when you're dealing with clients. And right now you may think, well, it's not a big deal because I got one client. Trust me, when you get as many as three, you're going to be scatterbrained because you got your, your life stuff to deal. It's different when you, you're not going into work, punching the clock separating the two it's blending with your life so you got to remember i got to pick my kid up at this i got to do that i got to i live and die off my of my my calendar um so it helps with with life um so and it, it'll help you because there are steps that you can put in to get pro to see progress on projects like you can look at it and see okay i assign this to this editor um where is he on it how is he you know what i'm saying what is it looking like have he updated it because once he updated it and clicked done, it automatically sent to the client from Flash from Media. It ain't from John. It's from Flash. You know what I'm saying? So I'm that way I can monitor it from my desk and say, okay, that's where it's supposed to be. This is behind. This is ahead. Cool. Because, you know, second part of your payment is based on you completing the work. So, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to make sure everything's straight and allow you to sit back and look at it and you're not paying for extra service like a Monday.com or something like that. So, it is uh as your business grow, it will grow with you, um and and that's where it helped me a lot um when when I was doing especially especially if you're doing a lot of I don't say a lot of smaller clients but you know if you got a lot of two thousand dollar jobs you are gonna have to have three four five of them going to be straight you know what I'm saying and 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 it makes it easy to manage it and the last thing you want to do is lose a client. Because you don't have your stuff together. Because you like, uh, let me see, who are you? Uh, you know what I'm saying? You can call your you can call your company, cell phone company, whoever. They can pull up your phone number and everything's there. They know who you talked to, who the last person you spoke with. So it, you know, those are things that really, really help. Real, real quick, because I, I had some come up on a, in the app, and I've been talking for a minute. I didn't get a chance to jump on it, but Billy C said he had a win. Um, he said he got his first corporate client last month. The client sell products. 
at major retailers like Walmart, Tractor Supply, and we had to work with the branding company they use as well as an art director. Uh, we were excited and nervous thanks to your contracts. He uh, you said, you're so right when you say it's not necessarily about the quality um, since everyone pretty much is able to offer that. They wanted someone who is flexible and can work work quickly. Absolutely. The, the thing is, as you go in corporate, B2C, you know, or business to consumer or straight to customer is an emotional purchase. Businesses don't make emotional purchases. They make logical purchases. They value logical things like being flexible. They value the fact that they're not going to have their stuff together. They want to be able to come to you and say, I know we wanted it like this, but can we change it to that? They don't care what it costs. They just want the ability to do it. So that's what they value. Um, Billy, Billy said he was able to upsell them for an extra $900. Yep. All you got to do is make it make sense. And you're going to make $2,000 off something that costs you 20 if you can make it make sense. I, li I like to hear that. I like to hear that, Billy. That's what's up. Corporate clients is where it's at, man. It's the easiest money you'll ever make in life. Unless you got OnlyFans. I can't compete with that. If you got that going, you may want to stick with it. So, I'm, I wouldn't, you know, I ain't got it to do OnlyFans. I'm behind the camera for a reason. Uh, Ransom, I know you still had your hand up. Was there more you want to add to her or was you good? No, that was, um, that was pretty much it. Yeah, I had, um, I had HoneyBook like two years ago, and I ain't gonna lie, it was I was just starting out. It was kind of overwhelming, yeah. so I went to something a little bit more simple. <laughs> you know, but this is the thing: HoneyBook offers a lot of courses and classes and seminars on how to set their stuff up. Plus, there used to be people on Fiverr that can create your process for you. But I like for me, once I started, once I started um, understanding like what I needed. I, you know, I, I started to build it out. I'm going to be real with you. So when I started, it was like six steps. By the time I really started fluently using it and it was a part of my everyday life, it was like 28 steps. But what I did was started adding steps in, um, you know, as I grew. And, and that's how you got to look at it. Don't let it overwhelm you. Go in and say, okay, this is my form on my website. When they fill it out, what do I want them to do next? I want them to set an appointment time so we can talk. Okay. What, what happens if they say yes or no? And I kind of like made a tree, like yes or no. No. All right. Thank you. Have a nice day. 60 days later, I want to send you an email asking for your business again or asking, is there something we can help with? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. What's next? What's, what's the next steps? You know what I'm saying? And these are systems and processes that you have to think about with your business because you don't want to have to, you don't want a client to come to you for something and you like, uh, I think we can do that. I'm sure, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, we may be able to, you don't want that. Um, because businesses, they, they will smell at a mile away. And a lot of you guys have lost clients, including myself on some, uh, period. You go see your doctor and you need surgery and, you, and, and somebody told you, you got a tumor behind your eye. You need to get it removed. If your doctor say, uh, you out of there, doc, I got it. I got a tumor behind my right eye. Do you think I'm going to still be able to see out my right eye? If he say, uh, you gone. You think, uh, you think you'll be able to do it where I won't be all scarred up on the side of my, uh, it's a wrap. You lost. So, you know, e even if that, some, sometimes in life you can say, I don't have an answer. Let me get back to you. But not in B2B. 
you need to have the answer. Because they don't, they don't have a problem working with people who are new. They have a problem working with people who are not experienced. You can be new with experience. But have your because if you ain't got your stuff together, how are you gonna help me? If you can't, if you can't swipe a credit card with your company, how are you gonna help me? You ain't got your stuff together. So, you know, let's not do that. Um, and it happens more than you know. I've I've lost big clients because I didn't have my stuff together. Um, and I've lost a lot of money because I didn't offer enough. I, I underbid it. I, you know, I I I thought that price was where I needed to compete and it wasn't when I stopped worrying about being the best price and started worrying about offering the most value bro I can I've, I've cashed checks that man I've cashed six figure checks that I that was huge I've, I've sold some of you six figure checks that I've cashed um and it's it, you gotta have you gotta have your stuff together you gotta look like you're worth it and a majority of the time, I'm a one-man band. Everybody that works for me is contracted. I got I can call up as many as 30 people, but I don't I don't need them all day every day. I, I for what? I may have a two-man shoot over here. I may have a 20-man shoot. You know what I'm saying? So it's just I don't need to keep people, you know, the thing is this. If you a one-man band and you can pull in three, four hundred thousand a year. You good working, you know, 20 hours a week. I usually work with, with I want to say, I got about 15 regular clients a year. 15 regular clients. I want to say on average. I want to say them 15 clients probably bring in maybe 30 or 40 a year. I'm good. I get to sleep in. I got time for Flash Film Academy. I don't miss one of my son's games. I'm everywhere I want to be. Like, so I got a balance of how crazy do I want to be working? And you know what I'm saying? Like, what does it mean to me? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I could, I could, if I wanted to, I can be a 12 hour day, seven day a week type of dude. But me, and this is just, I'm going to tell y'all on a personal level. Right. I had a dad that worked a lot. My dad didn't spend a lot of time with me because he had to work, but he wasn't he wasn't in a situation where he finished school. He was a hard worker. He didn't finish school. So he had to make money how he could make money. And he had a business. He had a landscaping business, but it required him to work from sun up to sundown. That's weird. Uh, let me do this. And then can y'all hear me still? Yep. Oh, that's weird that my stuff is froze because that's the worst way to be froze. Um, hold up. Let me try something different. Cause that bad boy is straight on stuck mode. Well, that's weird. Um, but I, I'll talk while I try to fix this. Um, but one of the things that was like, was big for me was just having time for my kids. I got a, yeah, that's, that's a terrible album cover. If that's the case, it's weird that it's doing that. That's weird. Let's do this. We'll give it a second. But uh, so that was, you know, for me, it was huge for me to to have the ability. Look, there we go. It was huge for me to have the ability to um 
to be around my kids and my family. I didn't want to just be like, here goes some money, peace. I wanted that freedom. Um, so that's, that's, you know, that's rich to me. That's what's important. And you, you know, different people value different things. And that's, I want to give you the ability to, to make that choice yourself. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm comfortable. I, you know, my stuff paid off, uh, other than the new car I just bought. And I got, like I said, five of them. I got everything I want. I got every piece of gear I can want. I got freaking whatever. I got, I got everything I can want. Um, could I splurge and do some crazy stuff? Probably. I'm, I'm thinking about getting a building just for Flash Film Academy. Um, just so I can put out more training content. But I mean, I have things like that that I'm thinking about, but my life is great. I sleep, I sleep, I sleep in most days, unless I got, you know, it's a shoot day. I sleep in and I'm talking about the type of sleep where, where God wakes you up, like the good sleep, uh, where you just lay there and just scroll on TikTok for like 30 minutes before you roll out of bed. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a, like a Saturday morning, you know what I'm saying? Like that good, the good sleep. So, you know, What's your thoughts on, uh, virtual business cards. Uh, I'm not crazy about them. I used to be, I'm not, it's too much work to get to the, to get to what you need to get to. Um, there, so there are things that are sold because somebody want to sell something. I don't want to call it a gimmick. And then there's things that work. Regular business cards just work. I want to say that technology going to evolve and take them out of here, but nothing has been successful yet. I'm not saying don't be mindful and don't be like looking for what's next. Feel free to, but I just, I had the bracelet. I had the the tap thing. I had it all. Nothing has worked like a, a thicker business card that make people say, oh, I think you gave me two. No, I didn't. I gave you one. Um, Marcus, I know you had your hand up. Go for it, bro. I put QR codes on the, on the business. Yeah, my, That's what I do. Go, my bad. Go for it, bro. Nah, you're cool. I was on mute. So um, I got a pricing question for you, right? So I know we're in the business of solving clients' problems. So if they give me their problem and then I come up with a solution, and let's say the solution is a marketing campaign of video and, and photography content. When it comes to like doing multiple videos, do you, how do you do it in terms of like, do you discount for like, multiple videos or do you still price it with that same structure-based pricing like for example if the campaign runs four videos three you know what i mean a bunch yeah. of package type of deal like I, any tips on like that or do you discount it all or like you know what i mean so what's the my thing is this what do they what's the benefit of discounting without without saying to win the sale what's the benefit of discounting that would be it. And that and that was my question because it's like, do you just literally like, hey, this is what you need, this is the price, or is it, you know? So I give people three options. This is bare minimal. This is this will get a, a return less than a little less than what you want. This will get mm -hmm. you where you where you're asking to be, and this will exceed that. Always that's crazy. Always that's, deliver that's exactly like that. How I structured it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because think about think about how many times you overbought something just because you wanted to, right? How many mm -hmm. y'all got iPhone Pro Maxes? A lot of us got iPhone. We don't need an iPhone Pro Max. There is no difference than maybe uh, eight megapixels on a camera or something like that between the iPhone Pro and the Pro Max. And really, we could go with just a regular iPhone. 
But they put it in three tiers because there's a lot of people who like, give me the top dog. This watch, mm. I ain't surfing or hiking a day. I'm not doing it, fam. I'm not going to be in a situation where I need to contact the satellite. But I got to <laughs> have it because it's the big boy. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, so give them that option because you're going to have companies that max it out. If you're discounting it, you, when you discount it without a real reason, you just, you, you just shooting yourself. So I don't discount anything. I'm going to give you a cheap, a cheap one. That's like, uh, I know you wanted to be at 10. This will put you at seven. If you're not ready to go to 10 or 20, we could start here with, with in the future, we're going to move up under promise over deliver. This is going to put you, the problem you say you had, this will solve your problem. However, we got something even better where instead mm -hmm. of getting, you know, instead of us doing 10 videos, we double it. We're going to do 20. We want to double down. We want to, we want to ensure your success and go above. We want to give you more. We're giving you an iPhone pro max. Here's gotcha. the iPhone. Here's the iPhone pro. Here's the iPhone pro max always in threes. Never give them an even number. Only give people an odd number. And, gotcha. and make sure that the, uh, and I'm going to tell you another trick. Make the bottom tier closely priced to the middle tier, to the tier you want. Mm, okay. And then on okay. the top tier, make it a lot more, but give them a whole lot. Make them think okay. about it. That's like a, okay. like a, a buy one, get one free offer makes you buy two, two items. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or a buy one, get one half off. They don't really do free anymore. Or buy one, get one 25% off. It makes you, it makes you say, man, I got this product, but if I buy another one, I get 30% off. Dang. I know I'm gonna need one. I might as well buy it now. Say to them, like it pushes you to buy stuff you wouldn't buy. Um, which the cost for you is little to nothing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what I'm saying? Or it's, just, it's the same like that with other other clients. But yeah, I would I would three-tier it um, and just think think about iPhone, iPhone Pro, iPhone Pro Max. They, not only that, iPhone, Apple is so good with it. They'll give you an iPhone, three or four different memory ranges, iPhone Pro, three or four different memory ranges, iPhone Plus, <laughs> three or four different memory ranges. Color don't matter because you don't pay extra for it, but you get what I'm saying. They'll give you options to upsell yourself. Yeah, yeah. They giving you ProRes and you got 250 gigs. You credit junk gonna be gone so quick. <laughs> you know, people want 42 megapixels, but they ain't thinking about like, yo, you need a lot of memory for a 42 megapixel. For what? To look at it on your phone? You're not printing it. Why do you need a 42 megapixel? Megapixels. Like, why do you need 42 megapixels? You're not printing it. You can zoom in, maybe. Yeah, that's cool, but it's unnecessary. 12 megapixels is more than enough. I got a no, sound. That's like? good game, man. No, I'm saying that's good game, bro. Oh, yeah. I, um, do do you, from what you've came across, do you think a lot of clients know that it takes more than one video, or like, or do most clients think 
you know what I mean? They can get their problem solved in one video or one photo shoot. So I, I'm going to be honest with you. I treat all my clients, that's harsh to say, but it's real. I treat all my clients like they're stupid. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm not, not in a bad way, right? I, mean, I feel what you're saying. Like doctors treat you like you're stupid about your own body. You know what I'm saying? A doctor would teach, so not, not, not as though they're talking down to you, but they're educating you on why we need to do this to get these results. Gotcha. Don't gotcha. focus on, and this is the thing for everybody. Do not focus on what they say they want. I don't care what you say you want. My goal is to focus on solving your problems. Because if you tell me this is your problem, I'm going to tell you this is what it takes to solve it. That's eight mm -hmm. videos, 22 pictures, and an ad campaign with a, with a $10,000 budget. Now, don't tell me, you know what I'm saying? Because don't tell me you need a video. Because if you say, I need a video, and I'm like, well, what is, that's why I tell you guys to get the problem, get the problem, get the problem. You say, well, I need, because let me tell you, let me tell you both sides. You come to me, say, I need a video. I do the video. I never hear from you again. You pissed. Because it didn't do what you had in mind. I'm right. the bad guy. It could be the best video I ever freaking created. And and I shot it on a 12K black magic with, a steady cam, a 14-foot gimbal on the freeway. We hired Tom Cruise. It could be the best freaking movie ever and don't do what you need it to do. Or I could ask you, what is the true problem? Like, what do you really need? Oh, we need to bring more business in on such and such and such and such. Okay, so we need a campaign. We need multiple videos. We need multiple images. This is what it's going to take to get that. So... You can't tell me you want to solve this problem if I'm explaining to you what it takes and why why we need that. If you really want to solve this problem, this is my prescription. Now, if you know, if I'm if I'm writing you a prescription for an antibiotic and you want to keep taking Tylenol, you're gonna die. Good luck. This is what you need. You need an antibiotic every day for six days, and you will stop itching. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can keep, you can do with them home remedies and rub pickle juice on your butt, whatever, whatever you got on the internet, you could try that. Or you hear at the doctor's office, the prescription I'm going to write you is a big old antibiotic pill once a day for seven days. Stuff will start feeling better. So you you really have to explain it that way. Um, and I even, I'm even, I'm a little bit of a. I'm a little bit of an asshole because I'll even reference the fact that the other people they may have spoke to thought that this was solvable with a video. And that's due to their lack of experience with helping clients do fill in the blank with whatever your niche is. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go to guys who don't really understand this industry and their goal is to sell you video, they will sell you a video. That's the drug dealer. But, but those who help companies go from A to Z or who, who solve this problem that you have, this is what they do to solve that problem. And this is what you need. And again, B2B, all you got to do is make it make sense. If it makes sense, they like, oh, you're right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, how many Coca-Cola commercials have you seen this year? More than you can count. But you already know about Coca-Cola. What do you think a company they never heard of? What do you think they, how many times they need to be in front of you, the client? Right. If you know, if multiple videos didn't work, 
companies we know of wouldn't continue to market and advertise. There's still iPhone commercials. There's still Galaxy Note 8 commercials. Like, there's still commercials for stuff you know about. And if you watch a show, they'll show you this, the commercial. You, how many times you watch football? How many State Farm commercials do you see? You lose count. How many beer, truck, and car insurance companies do you see watching football? Too damn many. They, they run everything. That and you starting to see a lot of prescription commercials. I guess because the football audience is getting older or whatever. But a lot of times they'll buy multiple slots. So you're gonna tell me, as a as a as a business owner, one video gonna do it for you? You ain't you ain't got paid man in your video. Why, why would they remember? Do you have a face that they should remember? I mean, not saying your face in general, but I'm saying like, do you have a a star or? That's why they sign stars. That's why they sign athletes because we know them. We remember them. We remember that commercial. We remember that Pat Mahomes is in a State Farm commercial. We remember Travis Kelsey, Mahomes, my auto. We remember that because we know those people. If you can't afford to bring somebody on like that, your one hitter quitter ain't going to work. We need to do multiple videos. So those are things that, and you have to position your experience. Um, as the reasoning behind it. A doctor don't got to do that. They got on, they got to step the scope in a white coat. You like, okay, doc, you're here for a reason. You walk past 20 degrees on the wall when you came in here. You know, I know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? That's how your doctor look at it. So we, it, it, that's why it's so good to build your brand around your niche because those, that's your stethoscope. That's your white lab coat. That's your eight degrees on the wall. When they look at your website and they see this is all you do. So when you, when they, when you give them advice like this, and you talk about your ability to transform their business, you got proof. I just showed you 10 testimonials from people who came in just like you came in, talking about one video. <laughs> they ass got 10, and they great. You know what I'm saying? Like, I gave yeah. them 10. It's like your yeah. first car. You don't want it, but daddy going to give it to you anyway. So you'll be all right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, we have to make sure we position our, that, that's why, you can't do that if you're a general photographer or a general videographer. You can't do that. You can't do that. You're a witch doctor. You cannot take that position. You could just you all you can do is shoot the video they ask for. If you're a subject matter expert, you have the ability to do that. That's the pros of being a subject matter expert. That's why it's so important. Because you can't you can't play tug of war with ex using experience. If you if you you know what I'm saying? If you everywhere, you like this one time we did a video for somebody who needed something like that. I can't think of how it turned out, but we can do yours, man. How you going to tell me? Get out of here. So, you know, um, Rodney say patient, say and maybe that'd be stupid, but uneducated on, on the situation or issues. Patients may know the symptoms, but the doctor knows the ailment and the cure. Absolutely. They didn't Google it and found out what they think it is. It ain't nowhere close. I thought I had doggone smallpox once. It was it was allergies. I was way wrong. I was trying to get this. <laughs> I, I was all kind of messed up, man. I'd be self-diagnosed back in the day, man. I you'd be all jacked up. Uh any other any other wins or losses or even questions? Let's go for it. 
I'll give some people time because I know people on other platforms. Mino say most things you Google come out as cancer. Heck yeah. Google will have you trying to amputate your own leg. Google will have you all kind of jacked up. Um, you know, the, you know, and this it, things change, right? Businesses change. The style of if you look at football five years ago, it changed. Running backs was everything. They nothing now. I'm gonna say nothing, they're a lot less. So industries change. You have to change with the industries. You can't be you know, what worked in 2015 in this industry won't continue to work. So there's a lot of guys who, and you got to be so careful with this because there's a lot of guys who, man, they are, they, you ask them, they are entrepreneur business gurus, but they got a day job. And I'm like, hey, I've been in business for 10 years. Now you've been doing this. You've been, you've been side hustling. You've been messing around for 10 years. But until you do this full time, where yo everything like until you have to depend on this, I don't want to hear about it. There's a big difference between people who fish to survive and people who fish for fun. There's a huge difference. The people who fish to survive, bro, they they do it. The other people just having fun, you know, sitting on a they just trying to get away from their wives, sitting on a, a on a boat with some beer, and I ain't mad at it, but they not the same. I want to talk to the people who fish to survive. Them cats got tricks that you don't even. They be I, I seen a guy, man, he was fishing with cornbread one time. I said, cornbread? Joker yanked the fish out the water so big, a catfish that was so huge. And got the cornbread back. <laughs> so <laughs> it was crazy. Mr. Marcus, what's going on? You got some W's? Go go for it, Victor. I don't know if you're doing the hand. I wonder if my stuff still do the. I don't know if. Oh, I, I was just trying to see whether, whether it was going to recognize it and raise my hand. But anyway, it don't, um, it don't, oh, recon, uh, it don't recognize uh, black hands, bro. Sorry, it don't recognize. Oh uh, yeah, African American. Um, see, uh, oh, some I, I just messed around with uh, with ChatGPT, uh, past couple of days and just, um, so on my on one of my websites, I would I wanted to try and add a. At a like a, a call to action button on there, mm-hmm. and I just went in, you know, put some prompts in Chat GPT, and it, yeah, well, I'm sorry, uh, I started off in Bard or whatever, which is Google's attempted at, uh, at uh-huh. AI, which is all right, and I tried that, and it it gave me something, but then I went ahead and switched over with the Chat GPT, and I was able to pop it in there, and it gave me like it gave me what I wanted. But it was. Uh, I just need to make some some adjustments on it. Got to clear it up. It looks looks good. Talk at least for my first talk my first back. Try. You just got to talk back to Chat GPT like you would do me and you. I yeah. I love Chat GPT. Man, Chat GPT is crack. I use that on everything. Yeah. In fact, what I'm saying now is from Chat. No, I'm joking. But <laughs> I, you just got to talk back to it, just like you talking to you know, just like you talking to me and just saying, hey, uh, make it a little funnier and make it this, make it that. It'll and just keep doing it until it gives you what you want. Yeah, yeah. And and really that's that's what I end up doing. So I I mean, but the the first uh, just the the first result that popped out of there, it was like, oh, this is this is right there. Okay. This this works. Uh and then I just had to figure out what I wanted to change on it, which was it was the 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 height of the banner and then and then um 
the, the the words that I put on there were showing up in two spots. I got that cleared up and it was good. And granted, this is on my Zenfolio, so my on my my photo page, my photo website. Uh, so it was on there and it was it was just I mean, it was it was easy. And uh, I don't think people realize that they can go in and actually customize, like create custom pages Bro. on Zimbolio. So, yeah, I, so, I, so I had chat GPT write, write me a welcome message, right? Like for a website. So I just kept messing with it. I was like, be more direct. Be more direct. Be more direct. No BS. Chat GPT said, welcome to the motherfucking page. I said, no. <laughs> It told me straight. I said, dog. This is, it literally said that. I was like, dog, this is crazy. I mean, I, I, it was the craziest stuff ever. I just but didn't why expect. Why did I say that in, in Samuel L. Jackson's voice? It literally, bro, it was, I said, what? I love this stuff. Uh, I love this. Real quick, there was two questions that came up. I love ChatGPT. Uh, Christopher King says, any tips on how to make yourself more appealing to dentists? I finally was able to pick a niece. Just due to uh, what's in my area. I wanted to do corporate events, but the area has way too many uh, medical facilities. Oh, man, dentists are, was my thing. Um, real quick, I'll give, you, I'll give you a few quick tips when dealing with dentists. One, you got to speak their language. You got to speak dentist language. It is different. Um, you got to understand their systems and what they use and why they use them, right? So when I was in the industry, Sure Smile was one of the biggest uh, systems. And I'm going to tell you another thing, too. I'm going to tell you a cheat code with dentists. If you ever in a dentist's office and you see a rep from a company like a, a, a toothbrush company or uh, one of their systems that take pictures or x-ray company, be their best friend. They will give you their black book or introduce you to all the dentists they know. If you ever catch a rep, I mean, don't hug them, but hug them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I can't tell you how, how man, you'll come up so quick. If you can get a good rep that, that's been in the field and that's been trusted, they, you will, you will, yes. So talk dentist language, beta client wise, get to know them, get to understand what their problems are. Cause I guarantee you it won't be new patients. And if you're in there selling content to help them get new patients, you are of no use to them because they have insurance companies and apps and websites and everything else sending people in the door. There is something that they probably want more of like, uh, like dentures or testimonials. Yeah, they probably want people. Yeah, they probably want to do more denture work or more whatever is new right now. They want more people in to do that specific type of thing because they make a boatload of money, and they may be interested in finding ways to put content out to bring them people in to do that. But have a conversation with them, and I've learned that in different areas is different things. So get with your beta client, and I know I say this a lot, but I don't want to that beta client. So I, that beta client will help you enter their world a lot easier, but you got to change your brand to pastel colors. My uniform will be scrubs. I wouldn't have regular uniforms. My uniform would be scrubs. Um, I would change everything about my appearance, my company name to, to, to live within that medical field. You will make it a lot further. If you were, you know, smile content or smile media instead of prestigious, whatever. So, because they, they, Dentists are like the doctors that don't get no love, right? They're doctors, but they don't get treated like doctors. So they'll correct you quick. Like they're very arrogant about who they are. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you got to, you got to, you got to stroke that ego a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And if you understand what they don't get, you can give it to them. And when you give it to them, they like, come on in. You, you get me. 
Um, so that that's where I would go when it comes to uh, working with dentists. The beta client, man, just listen to his problems because they're going to have some that it's going to go over your head. Um, remember, I told you guys a story about how I work with a, with a uh, dentist office who wanted to get, they didn't want their dental assistants out front helping people fill out paperwork. They wanted more dental assistants in the back so they can get cl- clients out because they had too many clients. And doing that made them an extra $8,000 a day. That was something I learned by having conversations with dentists to see where their shortcomings were so I can provide a solution. But I would have never guessed that. I would have been trying to say, let's bring you more clients and more customers. That's all we ever think on our side. Let's bring you more customers. They don't care about that. Um, second question real quick. Ryan, Ryan uh, Williams said, what is the first steps you take if you picked up and moved to a new area with my video business? One, I'm changing all websites and everything over to reflect that new location because it's going to take time for Google and everything to catch, to catch on and update. Um, two, depending on what my niche is, I'm going to get new beta clients for that area. Um, and if I am in the same niche that I was back home, I'm going to check with my network to see if they know anybody out here that may be able to kind of like say, hey, man, I got a boy that's doing such and such. Go talk to him. Um, but it's all about new areas is new problems. What, what somebody go through on the West Coast is going to be completely different than what they go through on the East Coast. And I don't want to tell you what I think the answer is and you get out there and you find out it's something completely different. So this is another situation of, I don't want to tell you what to think. I just want to tell you how to think about getting that information because uh, I've learned as somebody who lived in DC, lived in Atlanta, lived in Texas, originally from Detroit, things are completely different. Even, even going from Atlanta to DC, which is fairly close or living in um, North Carolina it's just it's just completely different. It's a completely different ball game, and it's best that you go and get that get that information from somebody who can speak intelligently about what they're going through. I don't. I'm, I'm to the point now where I don't even, bro. I don't even assume a little bit. I got to hear you tell me. I don't even want to, because me thinking about what I think your problems and issue is is really just holding me back, and it's creating uh, a barrier between the truth. So I'm just going to go in there and just be like, okay, let me learn. Um, so that's, you know, that's just how I feel. Ryan, um, go for it, bro. Yeah, we were curious because uh, we moved to a new area and we want to know like specifically, like, would you reach out to like the Chamber of Commerce and join that in your local area? Would you get like search engine optimization or contact local brick and mortar marketing agencies and stuff like that to actually like network in the area. What, what is your niche? I guess that's the most important part. Uh, we want to work with corporate to do like uh, in-house training videos or advertisements for them, stuff like that. So I would do, I would go another layer deep. So I would do training videos for restaurants, training videos for tech companies. I would go one more layer deep. Um, bef- I would get with a beta client before I do Chamber of Commerce or BNI. I would definitely look to do those, but my thing is, you only get a chance to 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 create a first impression once. I don't want to create a first impression of somebody who don't have their stuff together, even if I get it together later. And when I say stuff together, I mean for that location. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want to. One thing, and, and I'll give you this. One thing smart comedians do is they find out what's the good area and the bad area of town 
So when they crack jokes, they can use local references. And it makes the joke funnier for that location. But they've done their homework on what corner store that sell all the illegal stuff or what, you know what I'm saying? Like they know what mall is the good mall and what mall is the bad mall. And it makes their, their, it makes their jokes hit harder because you can identify to it, even if they're not from your area. So I think once you join a Chamber of Commerce or a BNI, if you have your brand that's already, you've talked to your beta clients, it's already designed um, to appeal to people in that area, and then you get the opportunity to do so, I think that the chances for success are greater. If I, if I up and move from Dallas, even if I went to Houston, which is four hours from here, it's just a, it's a night and day difference. Houston is a coast town. It's off, it's off the ocean. Um, you know, they do things a lot different. Dallas is a little more landlocked. We're closer to Oklahoma. We're closer to casinos. Like we just, we just, you know, it's just different. Um, and, and what works here may not work there and vice versa. So I would first get a beta client. And then also too, your beta client is going to tell you where other people like them hang out. Your beta client is going to say, Hey, we got a, we got a, uh, you know, there's a dentist convention coming up where we do X, Y, and Z, you may want to go there. So they may, the BNIs and the Chamber of Commerce is cool. I'm not knocking it. But you may get a, a, a better situation. You know what I'm saying? You may, get a, you may get information about a convention that is just, man, it's just an ATM. It's just printing money. Because it's, it's, a, it's a lot of conventions going on. We don't know about it. I guarantee you there's a convention for your niche in your city or somewhere close and you have no idea about it because you just don't live in that world where you can probably go there. It's probably at some rinky dink hotel. You can get a booth for $200 and make a killing. But because we don't hang out with them people, we don't know. I, uh, I recently went to vid summit, right? For YouTubers. And I forgot about it. It was in my city and I forgot about it. And I'm a YouTuber and I forgot about it. It wasn't, the only reason I remembered it is because I had friends that was in town. Like, yo, what's a good place to eat? I'm like, what y'all doing in Dallas? Vid Summit. Huh? I forgot they moved to here. So there's conventions around you guys that because you're not in the industry and you're not dealing with people who live, who work in that industry every day, you may not know about. I mean, there, you know, I'll give you a few examples of conventions that you may never thought about. All my wedding photographers. There's like two wedding photography conventions in Vegas every year. There's like two photo booth conventions in Vegas every year. There's like two white label conventions in Vegas every year. You want to sell your own protein shake or make your own shirts, whatever. You want to sell SEO? There's companies that will white label it to your company. They meet in Vegas twice a year. You don't have to be a big brand with a billion dollars up front. They're looking to subcontract themselves to you. So there's a lot of conventions on just so much toy conventions and just so much stuff that's happening around you that may be, man, it may just be filled with opportunities, but because we're not in that industry and we don't truly, you know what I'm saying? We, we want to work with dentists. We don't truly know the lifestyle. You want to work with lawyers. You don't truly know the lifestyle. That's why it's so important to build those relationships and ask about these things because they're staying sharp by going to these conventions. When they go and they uh want to decide on what's next. What's the new x-ray machines or what new uh, CRMs they use in your doctor office. They go to conventions and they learn about it. 
So there is a convention for your for your ideal client that is a great listen, if I wanted to reach people who use cameras, I'm at NAB. I'm at Texas got a local camera uh event. Everybody fly in, Black Magic, all of them fly in for this little bitty convention in Texas. It's like one one hundredth of what NAB is, and Black Magic is still there because they know it may be five hundred people there, but all them people there is camera operators. A lot of little companies selling cloud storage for video. So I would I would find that out first, to be honest with you, um, because uh, there's a lot of conventions. They may not be as big as what you see in New York and Vegas, but if you can get me in a room with 500 people who are my niche, I only need 10 of y'all. Uh, one quick question on yeah. it. Uh, what if you already have like established work from like, we? I moved from Boston area down to Tampa and I have a ton of work. Like I work with like the Boston Ballet with uh, the guy who runs the whole production there doing like 12 camera setups and all that all the way to like some TV show stuff for like local things. But like, what's like, even with an established reel, like what would be like, if, if it's not niche, but like mainly like multi-cam stuff. I mean, what's the benefit? Like what client benefits most by that? You know what I'm saying? You, um, you, you can't think about it as you can't think about the feature. The feature is you've worked with multi-cam live streaming as a client. You got to think about what their takeaway is. Who Who can specifically benefit from that we got to identify that person all right and then we got to position it in a way where they understand we you know what i'm saying it, i'm gonna tell you just speaking off the top of my head who benefits from that is somebody who owns a video production company that may want to hire you they can look at that and see the benefit of it a, a regular customer can't they can see the benefit of live streaming and th once once they understand they need live streaming, then it makes sense to hire somebody that have the experience that you have. But the only people who can see that that body of work and instantly say, oh, yeah, that's great. is somebody that's looking somebody who do this a lot. That's looking to add somebody to their team. I'm going right. to tell you how I'm going to tell you, like, even when, when I was I was looking to hire editors and I was getting demo reels and I was like, how do I know what you did? Like, what is this? It doesn't, it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, you show me a clip from the Today Show. I don't know if you went and got coffee on the Today Show. I don't know if you were the producer. Like it doesn't, I don't understand how this helps me. So you, you got to be careful with the real because we see the experience and we see, hey, the names that you've dropped. But to a client, what's the benefit to them? I've, I've had, I've had clients, I've had people, you know, I had people, I'd be out taking pictures of my kids in football games. And they're like, hey, what would it cost to take a picture of my kid? You know, and I'll just do it if I'm nice. But, you know, me showing them pictures of me on the NFL sideline, like, what's the benefit to them? And then I show them a picture and they're like, oh, snap. I want pictures like this. So you just got to be careful because we, and I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm straight up guilty of this. And, I, and it's something that I had to work on. We assume that the world sees us the way we see us, and they may not. So you got to always put position the, the 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 benefit to the client. Like who needs this? Who needs live streaming? Um, wh where can I find these people? And again, live streaming is a very niche thing. Um, that everybody don't appreciate. 
but those who do, it's because they're making money. They're usually selling something online. There's a, there's a reason why getting this content out live is important to them. Um, and we just got to identify who they are and then get it in front of them. All right. I know. Thank you. I know myself, man, I had a hard time. Like I had a hard time taking my experience and I'm not going to say selling it, but trying to get people to trying to find the people who can look at it and be like, Oh, we can use something like this. And I learned that I have to create the product out of it and then find who needs that product. Because on the outside, you know, you just, on the outside, people are like, okay, that's cool. Well, that ain't helping me. Um, so it, it was a, it was a, I'm not gonna say it was a struggle, but it was just something that I had to, I had to get better at. And just like everybody, you know, we all have certain skill sets that we want to do more of. You got to learn how to productize it and then find out who needs that product. Um, but as is the, the person that's going to identify the most, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, would be somebody that has a team that say, oh, you have experience shooting live events. Come be a part of the team or like a church or, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who holds a lot of events, who's hiring. Well, I've done a bunch of other stuff besides that, along with like documentary and like some TV show things where I'm cam op and editor and all that. I think I think but, a like a like a studio would definitely be like, hey, yeah. But I think as an individual or to a business, we we just we just gotta make it something that they can a business can it could, we gotta make it so that it's something that solves a problem for a business. Instead of just, you right. know, because we, we tend to say this is my skill set. Do you need it? And people are like, uh, I don't know. So less of like a cinematography reel and like a different approach to it yeah more more of a let me let me identify the niche and then let me identify the problems i want to solve now it's up to you how you want to use your powers to solve them but it's all about everything is all the problems will pay you money a nice to have you know if if a plumber knocked on your door right now and said i can fix pipes and you're like okay that's cool if i need you i'll call you it's completely different than a plumber positioning himself so that when people pipes burst, they're in the yellow pages and they can find you completely different. So you want to make sure that you position yourself to solve a problem and not just offer services. If that makes sense. I think I'm, would, would you like completely rebrand from like a studio thing? Like what we have now to something else? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would pick a niche. I would pick a target. I want to go after. I would. I, yeah. Cause think about it. L- let me ask you this question. If you looked at your logo, and I'm just using the one that's on the screen right now. Yeah. If you had to say what this company did. No, you know what? Pause, pause. Anybody else, look at the logo, and I don't want you to give it up. Tell me what, what do they what do they do? Tony said video effects. It's just you know, you know what I mean? Like if somebody landed on your on your brand and they had to decide what you do, if they if it take them less than a second, somebody said World of Warcraft videos, maybe not sure, uh, maybe gambling related or gaming related. It's just so you got to think about if I'm if my pipe is burst and I got to choose a company to fix to solve my problem, 
I'm more than likely going to choose a company whose brand is about solving my problem. We as creatives, you know, we, we tend to put out an image that is creative and, we, and, and not designed to solve a problem. So I would say, you know, we got to first identify the niche and what problem we want to solve. And then I would rebrand it around that, around that problem just so they know this is what we do. So just have like a separate website because we, we're doing a We just finished filming like a TV show pilot, too. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother story where we're like awaiting some sponsor stuff that the producer person's dealing with. And just going to the new area, we're trying to do also corporate things and just some stuff's been slow and then picked up for a little bit and then slow again. So we're just trying to bring in different business. Yeah, I think the problem, I'm going to be real with you. The The problem is, is it's, it's, it's everywhere and not, you know what I mean? Not niche enough. The problem is you can't look at, like, like if, if I got a problem, I can't look at the brand and say, I know for sure they can solve this problem. You know what I'm saying? I, I know for sure they can solve this problem. So, Instead of getting people with that problem, it's one-offs. Instead of that, that's why I always base the brand around solving a problem. Always solve. Nobody pays more than people with problems to solve. People with nice to haves are like, yeah, I could use, or I would like to, or it would be, you know, like a music video is a nice to have. I'm just using this as an example. That's why people don't pay a lot of money for them. Unless it's an industry, like businesses pay money for music videos because the problem that they're solving is the ability to market the song. The average person don't see a music video as marketing. They see it as something as something I want. It would be nice to have. So they don't pay a lot of money for it. You know what I mean? So when they look at your brand, does your brand look like the type of brand that can solve their problem? And if, and if, if that question is not, if that answer is not clear, then we got to rebrand to make sure we are, solving that problem the hardest part about it is being disciplined enough to choose the niche and saying this is what i want to do this is who i want to do it for this is the problem i want to solve let me get three beta clients let me understand let me understand that this this problem is valuable let me make sure i'm solving a twenty thousand dollar problem and not a two dollar problem and then let me build a brand um that that these beta clients feel is acceptable they can look at me and say, I solved this problem and then go from there. Even, even if it's a complete rebrand, even if it's a landing page, um, you know, you got, you got to make sure the brand is built around that niche. So for the niche thing, mm-hmm. I could just spin up like a, or buy like another domain and then uh, attach it to my Squarespace and have a separate web website thing just for that, where it's niche based. Absolutely. And then I can keep this for like TV based stuff or like any documentary style work. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, definitely. I would say check out, um, check out stage one. Cause it goes through the importance of, um, of it goes through some of the, some of the things you got to think about when you pick the niche. Um, and it also talks about just the questions that a beta client has to answer for you. Like the gentleman who said he wanted to go into working with dentists. Um, his whole color scheme is probably going to change because dentists, you know, anything in the medical field is pastel colors, is lighter colors, is, you know, is scrub green and, and hospital blue. And, you know what I mean? If you, if your colors are darker, if it's red, for instance, it's hard to go into a medical field wearing red because red is associated with blood. 
It's just we may not we may not think about that because we're not doctors or dentists, but dentists think about that. And that's that's the type of feedback they can give you to help you mold the brand to be acceptable to them. Um and those are things that I had to I had to learn. Because I was like, man, why am I not getting calls? I got pictures of the president. I got pictures of the NFL sideline photography. I have pictures of the governor of Texas. I'm still not getting calls back. What is up? My competition don't have that. But my competition is solving problems. And I'm just presenting you with content. And it doesn't solve a problem. So, yeah, it would be nice to have me. I got lucky a few times. It's nice to have. But nobody was like, we need you here now. Here's a bag of money. Help me. And keep helping me. And every time I have this problem, I'm going to call you back to help me. And anybody I know who have this problem, I'm going to tell them to call you to help them. That's that's the, the business I want to be in. If 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 it's not, if you're not solving a problem, you're nice to have. And the first thing to go is the nice to have. You, you're not going to spend a boatload of money on a nice to have unless you, you know, unless, unless you got it. But there's very few times where, and some people, some people boat is worth more than a car. In most cases, your car going to be worth more than your boat. So I would, yeah, I would definitely, um, you know, if if you're changing areas, changing industries, changing niches, niches, um, I would definitely consider a rebrand. Even right, if, thank you. No problem. Yeah, yeah, I start with that landing page and go from there. Cause, bro, I had Flash Film Media at one time. I had Flash Film Weddings. I had Flash Film Photo Booths. Completely separate. All right. <laughs> so just all separate for. Like even if you're doing two different niches, separate separate, separate sites. Because you you know what I would get people who would land on my wedding page and hire me for wedding photography, and they would say, "All we would get, man, we had a bunch of people. They were corporate photographers. We didn't want those guys. We wanted wedding." I'm like, "Dang! If you would have just clicked one page over, you know what I'm saying?" But they my my landing page didn't link, so and then I I get hired for for a corporate event, and they like all we got was wedding photographers. Thank God you got you guys are corporate. I'm thinking in my head like it's the same thing, but clients don't uh, see for it something going. like Production Hub would this still be fine, like what we have now? For the for Production Hub, yes, because they're more of a freelancer side of things. All right, yeah, yeah. But for like Thumbtack, be more personal. Thumbtack, I would do more branding, um, for long term purposes. Because I've had I I got clients that are my regulars that I met off Thumbtack. And they were the ones, one of the ones who put, we want a $500. They didn't know no better. But I've had, I've met big clients off Thumbtack. I I, I landed, I want to say Walmart off Thumbtack. Oh, wow. Yeah. The the TV show we, we got off Thumbtack, we, we kind of have put the pilot together with just connections. Like we had, we were the ones that got the hosts. We're, we're waiting on the producer to get like the fundraising going. So it's been, that's a whole nother story uh, for that uh for the the money side of stuff and that was thing. but we, that was my we've question kinda like we've kind of gone ahead on the actual the pilot just to test the waters on like how we're going to film it um because my question was is is it currently profitable for the it's, show yeah the show no not currently yeah because my thing is and, and this is something that this is just me i'm not saying everybody if it's not my passion project, I'm not touching it without a, without a budget. 
I'm not touching anything based off what it could be. Well, this this was more of uh, our host has some connections down here, and he has a billionaire buddy with a boat, and it was required for it, and he had the time. So we went ahead, and we only put like $1,000 into it, but we were able to get an entire like episode out of it with with some locations we wouldn't have not we wouldn't have been able to get otherwise just because the stars aligned where he got us connections where he asked for the we asked the favor and he asked the favor of the friend and we got a whole bunch of like restaurants and locations and stuff like that so we we just went and did it while we we're waiting on the funding stuff i feel you I, I personally if it don't if it if there isn't a budget for the pilot there isn't a pilot I, that's just me. I'm not saying, you know, I'm saying me. There, there, there is a there is a money number for the pilot. It's just the producer person. Like we we have all rights to the whole thing anyways. So yeah, that makes it more. We went, we've like we've a, gone ahead where it's like it's our thing. Yeah, that's and that's it's different. Only, it's only it's only yeah. going to be their thing if they give us the money because right. we had the connection to do it. So yeah, that's I, if it's your thing. Yeah, not to do the we spent the money for no reason type of thing where. We weren't getting paid. We just, we had the opportunity. We had to take it. It was like a six day window where if we didn't, it wasn't happening. Yeah. I, I, if that's just my passion project, if it's my passion project, yeah, I'll shoot it. If somebody else bring me something on paper and they don't have a budget for it, it's going to stay on paper. I, All right. Only because I, I've shot pilots loving, you know, people I did and it, it'll just, we shoot it, and I put all this time and effort into it, and it'll go nowhere. And I'm like, man, I'm still waiting. But yeah, on this, this uh, although it was the other person's idea, we have we had previously done YouTube stuff with the same host, and we we liked the concept anyway. So that's what, the only reason why we went ahead with it just just to do it. Yeah. At that point, I feel yeah. Because e- either way, it will end up on the YouTube thing, or it will end up on the network that the funding supposed to be associated with. Um, let me make sure they got, okay. I want to make sure everybody, make sure everybody got some people were saying they needed the, uh, if you, if you need the passcode to get in, make sure you go inside the community under announcements is current accountability information. You can jump in from there. Marcus, you got some W's, you got some L's. I got some W's. Okay. Got some W's. So, um, Thumbtack has been doing some wonders again. It's Thumbtack season, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I like that. Thumbtack has been rolling. Um, another service that I've been using, uh, I've gotten three jobs from them. So, I'm building proposals right now. I got the new setup for okay. the after hours, as you can see. Okay. With the special mug. I see it. I see it. Absolutely. If people don't know what that is. You got the military coins up there? Yes, sir. Got some stuff going on. I, so, I designed, plus, a, you know, I designed a, a coin for a uh, battalion commander and never got one. I was so heated. Know, like I should have been a first. Got to make sure it's correct. Hence Just, the black. Let me backdrop. see that. Okay. I see. Yeah. You, you got to do saying? the other hand, though, because it's on the other side of my screen. No, no, bring it over, bring it on the other side of the screen like this. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Oh, you see that difference in color. Okay, I ain't gonna say nothing new. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so, needless to say, um, 
yeah, got this up. I got my new award right there from this past weekend's win. Okay. So we were able to uh, interview some multi multi millionaires, uh, head of organizations for the event that we did this past weekend, um, which is going to turn great for us uh, for their event, which is going to ultimately just be good stuff for the demo reel. Um, very excited with that challenging to do outside when it's super windy mm. um because there was no else to go so do you have it do you have a, a boom pole with a dead cat i thank god for 32 float and dead cat lapel okay yeah yeah, yeah. zoom like is my friend yep so um Got to test out our new gimbal. Um, real real oh, quick, for those who don't boy. know what a dead cat is, I just want to make sure I'm not saying you do or you don't. Uh, dead cat is a very long, uh, I guess you could say filter that goes on top of your mic. It's for high wind situations. You ever see like a big old, like a furry mic cover? It kills all the wind. You need to have one in your bag, your, your, your backpack. Yeah, there you go. You need to have one. You can get a little square one to go on your live mics. You can get a big one that cover your boom. Uh, in fact, give me two seconds. I'll show you mine. I got one in the drawer over here. One. Two. two more seconds. I'm just messing. <laughs> All right. Really quick. Yeah. Like, I want one of those. Right, I need you to send that to me. Let me pull this out for the ladies. Pull this out for the ladies. All right. So first off, uh, I need you to to recognize this. Oh yeah, I feel like how you were holding that. And you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, so yeah. So this, even when I'm like close to you, I got a shotgun mic. I'm like these. Very windy days, and inside, before I put my mic in here, I keep my dead cat. Very windy situations, you want to be right off camera. This covers this. I gonna do it now. I guess I will, but whatever. So get your real good shotgun mic. Uh, I ain't put the back on to cover the back. So you like these. Or it's out of camera. I would literally have it like right here, kind of like pointed at me, but like right here. You can be in a you can be in a tornado and this bad boy is man, it is worth every dollar. Um, but you put a shotgun mic inside, you can get you a roll shotgun mic, Sennheiser, whatever you want. Um, XLR through the bottom. And this right here is your best friend. But any type of filter that's like this. A little dead cat filter. It feels really good too. You probably just want to rub it like a kitty. I'm a, what was the uh, what was the guy name on Inspector Gadget? The bad guy with the cat. You never saw his face. Yeah, that's how I feel right now. So yeah, uh, Mr. Claw, Rodney own it, Mr. Claw. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start coming on here like this, like. But this helps in high winds. Just FYI. So they make smaller ones for your, uh, they make smaller ones for your lav mics. They make smaller ones for your shotgun to go on your camera. Any microphone they make. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marcus. I just want to make sure everybody. I'm sure y'all know, but just want to. Every day, every time. You always give me a hard time. Every time. I got you. Next time, Inspector Gadget. (laughs) Good boy. (laughs) Lord have mercy. It's because you, your lions won, right? Hence the reason why I got the blue going on. Oh, that's that's for the that's the Honolulu blue. Yeah. Okay. Trying to. I feel you. You go. You got. Okay. You know, looking out for you. Um, stop petting the dead cat on the camera. 
Andrew, you're right. Um, Andrew, you should have something coming in the mail, by the way. It's okay. Uh, Ty okay. should have been to your house by now. It's okay, boy. I'm talking to my dad. Did you get that package I got you? Sent you? I got one from you. See, and that's Rod- another win. You and Rodney, but go ahead. All right, sweet. I'm gonna, so, say, who, I'm gonna say who came in first, but go ahead. Whatever. Um. So I uh, got that. I got some more proposals to write out. I got five proposals to write. Uh, it's been good. Um. So let me ask you a question. Say, but let me ask you a question about your proposals. Are they all for same job or different jobs? Because I I keep different jobs. So I so I got. I got about eight proposals for the eight type of jobs I do. So I'm just drag and drop. I'm updating numbers, um, updating date time, delivery date and time. And I'm like. Absolutely. So this one, it's a previous client um, that I've done work for. I'm just adding new stuff from this year into the proposal. So it's just uploading photos or videos and then just drop for proof of concept. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And then, you know, Proposify is the awesomest thing in the world. So getting in there and getting those. So it's pretty much, it's, there's a little bit of changes, you know, being more specific per client and whatnot. But other than that, you know, this past weekend really led into a whole bunch of uh, awesome stuff. Hence the new toys, mm-hmm. the new gimbal. It made me fall back in love with doing video work. Uh, you know, you have those times where you just like, I'm tired of doing video. I'm tired of doing this, all the carrying everything. But then you get that new piece of equipment that makes your life easier and saves your back. Yeah, that was this weekend. And I was like, I want to run for the next five hours just with this gimbal going everywhere, capturing anything and everything. Um, so very happy, very excited um, for what I'm about to do future tense uh, for this event um, that I'm doing and it's event season. So winds are coming on winds. So, but uh, yeah, very, very, very excited. So those are my wins that I got for this week. Good W's. Any L's? Don't hammer stuff in with uh, trying to use your fingers. It hurts and throat punches hurt. That's good. They're supposed to hurt. Um, oh, you posted the roll blimp windshield. Um, yeah, $2.99. It's been $2.99 forever. I'm shocked it's not on sale. I should show you on my screen. It says last purchase, March 14th, 2015. Almost got 10 years in with this bad boy. And it has been worth its weight in gold. Um, there are some higher end ones. I'm going to tell you what the difference is. The difference is the mount. Uh, this has what's called a Ryko mount. So it's the mount that holds the uh, mic so it prevents it from bumping and getting all that hand noise. Um, there are some higher end ones that are better. They got like interchangeable rubber bands, all that stuff. This will this will be more than enough. I've used this thing. I used to keep this in my van. I, I, I keep this, usually keep it in my van at all times. I can't remember why I brought it in here, but I usually keep it 
This is like an in van type of thing for me. Uh, just because I'm in situations where you got to adapt. You know, clients say they want to shoot outside. You may have to go shotgun, Mike, because lives is too whatever. So you got to be ready. All right, bro, it's on you. The creative mob. I like that. They do last forever. Oh, I didn't realize I was up already. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, yeah, a couple wins, a couple. Okay, hold on. Uh, a couple wins. Um, just working through some things with the uh, like live streams that we're working on. We're getting... Um, basically, we've got like confirmation without like a sign. So I guess I shouldn't until the contract signed, I shouldn't like outright say it's good, but they've, they basically informed us that it's gone through all their budget reviews. Um, so they're drafting the papers later this week, but the client that I've been doing a lot of live streams with, they're, um, signing a two-year retainer with us. Um, and just, it went from four live streams this year to six, one of them is like a state of the company. So it's a bigger production level and the other are town halls. Um, but the biggest thing is we quoted them about like triple what we were charging them this year. And they, they basically came to me and they said, listen, uh, we know that what you were paying us was like doing us a favor, basically. Um, like doing us a favor. We know these aren't like the normal rates for we're like appreciative, but quote this how you would like a net new client mm -hmm. and, you know, within reason, we'll, we'll make it work. Um, so did that, they had no pushback on it, even though, you know, it was just shy of like 40,000 per live stream. Um, and they're, and that's like not including our hard costs. So airfare, hotel, all of that is going to be billed and invoiced separately. So, um, it's just, it's just for like labor and equipment. Um, let me, let me ask you a to, question real quick. Yeah. Cause the gentleman came on asking about live streaming. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this company uses live streaming for? What, what, or uh, this is the question. What problem are you solving by providing live streaming for them? I guess that's the question. Yeah. Um, so they specifically came to me, um, I will say like, this was not something I offered at all. It was kind of like I pivoted the business to accommodate it. Um, but I have some live stream experience, some technical experience, but they specifically were needing um, a solution to broadcast remote town hall meetings where um, they basically go from different, they're, they're a pipeline company and they've got a lot of like regional locations and they wanted these videos to, or these streams to be like the C-suite going out, meeting the people on the ground, uh, talking about the current state of the company. So they're going to like rural areas, smaller buildings, things like that, meeting their local employees, but then also streaming it out company-wide. So um, being able to have like a camera audio solve, like camera solve, audio solve, and then streaming solution for um, for these town halls. So it's pretty simple, like two camera with with a pip, um, 
for graphics, like they're running a PowerPoint. So we have a graphics computer that runs the PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. We provide, now we provide everything. We didn't initially, but we provide two cameras, two of the Studio 6K cameras um, that we that we run and then um, a graphics computer. And then I bring an audio tech out and we, we run like head-worn lobs. Usually we have like eight channels. Um, so it's like five or six head-worn lobs and then um, a couple handheld mics for like a Q&A session. So it's mostly internal purposes. It's a hundred percent internal. internal. <laughs> so we provide the stream and then um, afterwards we provide like a playback on demand file that, that goes up on their servers. But yeah, it's all closed. Um, I mean, it's quite a few viewers. I think it's like a hundred to 200 in person and then around like five to 8,000 um, like internal employees that are watching the stream. So, and the most recent one we did, they actually acquired a competitor for like $18 billion or something ridiculous. And so we were streaming the acquisition announcement across both companies. So we had to do run a dual stream over Microsoft Teams to both companies' employee set. So that's kind of dope. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I, I mean, it's, Shaping up to be good. They're uh, one of the cool things is that they pay. It's a two-year agreement, but they play. They pay their annual retainer in a lump sum at the beginning of the year. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it's turning into just a major project um, for for our company. So I've. It's a first for me. Like man, I'm gonna have to manage those funds across the year, and you know, tax tax purposes like just figuring that out with a large injection of cash like at the beginning of the year sort of a thing what that looks like but um but yeah we've invested a lot of money now at this point in you know a two camera setup but we're probably going to add a third for 24 um we're getting like this the canon like servo zoom lenses so that we can control that uh through the studio 6k and then everything runs off of um, like ethernet cables to, uh, you've probably seen it, but like the converter boxes with the studio six K's. So it's like one cable powers, it sends camera feed and return and a few like tally light and camera control. So have you, um, have you thought about the, uh, the black magic setup, their studio cameras? That's the one, sorry. That's the ones I'm talking okay, about. Okay. The studio six K's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so, definitely thinking about, they got me thinking about it. Yeah, once once I'm like, so because I'm heading to, I think I mentioned it maybe like a month ago or in the community, but I'm heading to Africa on Saturday to film in Tanzania for a week. Um, but when I get back, I've got another live stream. But after that live stream is done, I was thinking of doing just like a video tour of what we've kind of come up with as a solution, because we also, we have like a rack mounted solution that flies with us. And i drop it down, plug in like their ethernet runs and a couple cables to my system. But then everything is built inside of that. So all the, like any hyperdeck or converters, basically everything I need patch panel wise is there for SDI to HDMI. And we just drop that, plug in a few cables to cameras and it's 
like the setup from entering the room to like ready to stream is like maybe an hour and a half um with with run like camera runs and everything so um we've gotten it like really down to a science at this point so systems and processes man that's what it's about yeah yeah it was a, a like expensive decisions and things like that but it went from like taking a massive pelican and pulling out converter boxes after converter boxes and i've got like you know the ac wall warts that i'm plugging in here plugging in there it was like spaghetti all over the floor and i was like i can't do this anymore like it it looked unprofessional and then it also just was not streamlined and now we come in we drop it hook up a few like a couple cables and we're ready to go and it was like night and day difference for load in and load out and just even how it looked on the table and everything it was just a, a much better experience for them so um so yeah that's that's been like a major win because that's like two years bankrolling the company basically and salaries um we brought in a project manager part-time to like manage everything from here on out just to make it so everything didn't have to live like in my head or only in systems but someone else could uh take point on some of that and she's working on like an email campaign now and mm -hmm. Uh, we've got like a thousand, a list of like a thousand leads, uh, that we purchased off Fiverr that we're going to start hitting hard with just like the, the feature set. So I will say we're not like, we're as of right now, we're not like niching down in terms of industry, but we're niching down in terms of like product offering. Like we're only offering a couple services and, um, no. kind of banking on like people looking for that specific service for their company. So regardless of what industry they may be in at that corporate level, if they're needing like a streaming solution, we're like trying to set ourselves up as like the best option regionally for them. So that's kind of the avenue that we're taking for now and seeing how that, how that kind of pans out. But so far we've had like nibbles and other from other past clients that are just interested in, uh, a streaming setup or a solution for that like internal and external messaging to take place. So, yeah, I, man, that, with a situation like that, that makes me want to go all, all black magic. Cause looking at their last event, man, it, it kind of talked directly to clients who I don't want to say have that problem, but who are in that, that situation where they need that live multi-camera setup you know, everything connected, talk back feature, the ability to control yeah. everything. It, from it one honestly, place. their ecosystem reminds me of Apple where like love it or hate it. You know, if you have, if you have a iPhone and you open up your laptop and you get your texts coming through and, Oh, I was looking at something on Safari and then it pops over continuity wise over there. And like everything is just, it works well together. Same thing with this, like, I, I was like, this, this board complements this perfectly complements this perfectly. And it just, it works, you know, that's, I, I was able to see like my, one of my cam ops was a little soft in his shot. And I was able to just go on my board on my a 10 board, mm -hmm. uh, that TV eight HD. And one of the knobs is focus. And I just like, just nudged it. He was a little, you know, a little, uh, 
too far out. And I nudged it back just a little bit, got him back in focus, didn't even have to say anything, um, you know, and kept going. But you can, when all of those systems are connected, you know, I hit record and all the ISOs start recording, but I'm also recording the DaVinci Resolve timeline. So then when I have to do playback, it took me like 20 minutes to send them a 6K or a 4K deliverable with playback and for on-demand purposes. And it's like, I don't have to rebuild it or cut it back up or, you know, fix things, everything just that resolve project is like a huge thing that right now only that, that HD eight and I think it's like the HD eight ISO and one other one even provide that DaVinci resolve. Like even the $40,000, um, switchers right now, the constellations don't do it. I think it's because they're like beta testing it with the cheaper, like prosumer pro level board. But I mean, there's people in the forums, like, when am I going to get, get that feature? That would be nice to have. And, you know, that's why we kind of built it the way we did so that we're still using that a 10 board, but then it's complemented with, um, with other components. So I know the, so I I was going to say, I know the a 10 pro, I know it offers ISO versions. Does it, do those smaller, like a 10 minis also do like a DaVinci resolve project? Yeah. Cause they might. But it's like the constellation, like the higher end constellations and stuff don't do that at all yet. Cause I was thinking of doing like full const, like full rack mounted with a control board. But I know we need like quick turnaround on demand and we can't do that. You know, we would need Hyperdex recording all the different camera angles. And then I'd have to have an editor re like cut it back up quickly. It's just like, it's not, it's not ready for that. So. Yeah, I I think that the lower one ends ones end ones save it to uh, a DaVinci project. I have to double check. I'm pretty sure. I know some of them do. I don't know if all of them. I think they I think they do. Yeah. And it seems like I think Rogers sounds like he's confident in that, too. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. But like any of the higher end ones, they they don't do it at all, which is like. Yeah. Yeah. OK. I think you just commented on it. Yeah, yeah. The, the the mini pro ISO, the mini extreme ISO, they all do. Uh, they all have the, uh, the individual ISO recordings in the in the black and the project file. It's all in there, mm-hmm. so you you'd be able to easily cut up, uh, cut and splice. Uh, uh, you may end up having to have like, uh, well, I'm sorry, you'll probably have to have HyperDeck and and other items in it, built in there as well, just so you can have you know additional playback and and other features if you if they need that, but. Uh, most of them may not need all that, you know, with the additional graphics and, and other right. videos that are coming in. So just depends. Yep. Well, that was the other thing is we went with this larger board partially too, just like, I'm like, well, for the money they're paying, it like, it looks like it looks professional, you know, like the size of it and everything. That was the thing I, cause I had an, uh, a pro, like the ATEM mini pro ISO. I, I don't think I had the extreme. But I was like, I mean, it's only a two camera setup. I could run this mm-hmm. on this little board. But then I was like, well, for the money they're paying me, I think I just want to get a big board and like let them see their money a little bit. I feel like with corporate, you almost like they need to see their money a little bit. So um, I don't regret it. I mean, I love that board, uh, but it is like 
definitely overkill for what we're doing, but something we can grow with. So when you got a big client, you can you can you can kind of grow into the bigger products. That's the good thing about it. You can right. afford to get well, it I mean, and like grow they, into it. Yeah, when we first were talking live streams, they they flew me out for a day and a half for eight thousand dollars just to test their connection, like just to test, bring the board, hit play, hit you know, go live and make sure it worked. So I, as soon as their deposit hit, I just turned around and reinvested it in the equipment. And, you know, then it was like, okay, we invested a lot more since then, but it, that was like the initial push to like, just always operate at that like high level where when they saw us come in, they were expecting that from the get go. So. Yeah. I love, keep me, keep me posted, man. I love to see how that, end up turning out and what you end up completely going with for that, for that setup. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We've, we took some like behind the scenes video and whatnot. So I kind of, we want to compile that into a bit of a reel, but I would also love just for, even for like internal purposes, like as of right now, I have to be at every live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got some people that like, I trust if they knew the technical, like how it's just built and how, it, how to break it down. So I'm planning to do like a full breakdown video just internally, um, but I can definitely share that, just the insights that I've picked up and learned from with this. Because <clears throat> it is a it is a nice setup once everything's built. It's just, I mean, it's a big like 6U rack that can be taken on a, a it like is stored in a Pelican, but yeah, I mean, it's heavy. It's like, but it's 95 like a, pounds or something like that. But it's like a command center. Like, a, you know, when I was doing a lot of a lot of live streaming like that, we it was all Pelican cases. It was heavy. Mm-hmm. That was one of the reasons I bought the van because it was heavy, hard lifting Pelican cases. Uh, you know, right. the cameras are the easy parts. It's just you gotta you gotta yeah. you gotta keep a hundred po- hundred foot power cable with you at all times because you don't know what power coming from. Uh, you gotta have right. you know what I'm saying. Uh, three hundred three separate hundred SDI cables with you. You got to have, you know, so much stuff. It, it's just required because you're not doing wireless. All the, all the, uh, I'm going to say prosumer level stuff, you know, using HDMI ports and all of that. You're not dealing right. with none of that when you're starting no, to get with the higher end stuff. And it just, it requires Let me see. I think I have. so much cabling and tape, just tape. Like we used to carry yeah. so much tape because you got to tape down lines. You got, you, you know, you're going across walkways. You don't want your cable flipping and moving and somebody tripping. So you got to tape it down. It's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if you don't budget right, you'll lose a lot of money in the places you're not thinking about. And it's in cables and clips and all the little stuff. So, you you know, you see why these companies is charging $100,000. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see the yeah. cases. That's probably, is, it, is then, it just that one or is it two of them? Um, It's a couple of them. I'm trying to pull up here. I've got... I will let me uh let me I'm going to show it on the screen for those who can't see it. Just to give you an idea for those who are watching on the other platform. And it it requires that amount of equipment. Um wait. where'd you get your cart? Uh that's an innovative cart. And this um, this is yeah, this is a yeah, this is what it takes. But, I mean they're not cheap, but they're beautiful. Um yeah, and then these are kind of like our initial test photos once we were on site. Um, so this, 
Um, I think this like second set of photos, this the second picture on the left is that ATEM TV8 mm -hmm. board. And then on the right, that's the rack mounted uh, build. Oh, okay. So there's Let me go to HDMI to SDI. There's a couple hyperdecks, um, you know, fans. And then on the back side is like patch panel, router. Um, I did the same one again. Hold up. Yeah. Go to this. And then just some like wide behind the scenes too. There we go. Yeah. Multiple laptops. Yep. Probably got one running graphics, yeah. run one in the switcher or graphics. I got extra a lot video. of flack for that coffee cup right next to my oh, laptop, man. but I yeah. like to live a little dangerously sometimes. It's sometimes. yours. You're going to be careful. It's yours. You got the audio mixer yeah. on the left. Yeah. So that's a, I think that's a TF1 that we got for this one, the Yamaha TF1 mixer. So, um, and then we have two, we have two quad channel, uh, I think they're sure receivers, but like the, so the guy I brought out for audio, he's a, he's a, um, like a, a front of house church guy. So he is used to running live sound with like, you know, full band and multiple speakers and things like that. So he was like, well, I told him like, he's also used to church money, which isn't always great. And right. yeah. I was like, I mean, I'll, I'll come bring you out here. Like, 750 a day. he's like 750 a day i'm there like it was and that was like my low number yeah but to him it was like that was great so we used to uh, and it's easy you know it's just a couple uh head worn logs and then some handheld mics so we used to pack a table too because we never get the right size table yep the, the this client in particular is really good about like either doing site visits beforehand and they'll give us measurements of the room so we i know kind of like what cabling i need and whatnot yeah. but we always bring extra stuff but they at least are like well fitted out with um like tables and all of that stuff but but yeah i mean for certain clients sometimes it's better to just have your own you know yeah. honestly i'm mostly doing stuff that's local that i can drive to so I, the van is right. just loaded you know we would have right yeah tables and we would have a little extra comfortable chairs because they would have us in these little fold-up chairs and you're there for eight hours and you yeah we would you know so yeah 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 no i i'm i'm with you on that one and that's what we're kind of looking forward to is this transition to doing more local ish clients like this where we don't have to do three-day shoots and like fly fly with all this gear i mean yeah. don't get me wrong it it's like you walk on the scene and they're like okay we we hired the right guys for this you know it just you you look professional when you're when you come in like that but i'm looking forward to being able to set up a stream go home at the end of the day and you know not be gone for a couple of days but um at least with this client, they're anywhere and everywhere. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's 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 a it's a lot to travel with, man. That's but if the price is right, I'm there all night. So I totally understand. Right. Yeah, we definitely make use of that media that media rate, and uh, luckily, all of our stuff is just under a hundred pounds. So, like that innovative card is like ninety six pounds. The uh, the six U like rack mounted thing is like ninety two pounds, but let me ask you this question. How, yeah, how old are you? Thirty four. Oh yeah, you you you. 
soon as you soon I got you, some time in me. Yeah, you got about another you got about another eight to six years and you're gonna be like, yeah. man, I am not because <laughs> well, when I, I mean full full thing, I'm already like, I'm like, man, I should bring a grip out here and take this case off my hands because I'm not I'm not feeling it anymore, you know. So I'm I'm already starting to get there. Um like just thinking like, man, who can I give 200 bucks and like a steak dinner to handle this for me, you know? And this so. is over time, it's just going to be like, what kind of, what's lighter and smaller and bring some, like, it's going to be like, oh, this is killing me. So yeah, I totally get it. Uh, let's see. We got, we got Zach up next. What's going on? So you got a W a win or just. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on everybody. Yeah. I got a win. It's more or less, it's, it's more personal, but, uh, it's not the money not there just yet, but I like the way I handle it. So right. I had this thing called, um, excuse me if any ladies in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, on, a, on a, on a line, but it's called grab your nuts moments, you know? And I feel like these are the moments in where you could pivot. You can either go back to what you was doing before or you can go back and live, you know? So um, I don't know if I heard it on here or maybe one of the podcasts, but it was talking about somebody that paused. <laughs> 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 uh, but it was like, yo, who, who pays the cost? You know what I'm saying? When you, when, who pays the price when you cut your price, you know, like your family and so forth and so on. So I had that really like on my forehead. So when they was quoting me my price, when they was asking me for my price, I gave them, not only did I give them, um, didn't waver on my hourly wage, but I also priced it for three people for the event, you know? And at first I was just really hesitant. I was like, oh man, you know, I already know they don't really got a big budget, but, um, but you know, I just went for mine, man. So, you know, they didn't, they didn't go with me, but I do think I planted the seed. Like I, like kind of how, like you mentioned earlier about how later on they're going to circle back around to you, you know, because they like everything I offered, you know, everything exactly what you said about making them say, Hmm, you know, Oh, I ain't think of that moment. It's like, I was really, I was hitting them, like, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely struck it, but I just don't know if it was within their budget, you know? So, um, and I'm transitioning from the Walmart guy, you know, just being completely transparent, you know, I'm transitioning. So a lot of my Walmart customers are coming at me and they're looking for that. So it's like, no, I I can't help you no more. You're going to lose a lot of them. And that's cool. Either either they're going to bend or you go. And that's cool because... Look, I'd rather have one job for twenty thousand than four jobs right. for five thousand. It's just me. I just, I just rather. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to. You, you got to evolve, and you'll be surprised at how many clients are working with you just because you're cheap. Mm, right, you, know, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, like, right. It, if if you got if you got a pocket full of money, you're not going to McDonald's. Period. Period. Right. If you want a burger, you're not going to McDonald's. Somebody right. getting on payday, somebody getting $30 a burger and, you know, they selling a bunch yeah. of them. And then when they get broke, they go to McDonald's and they take them, you know, six weeks to make what you made off, off, off what you made off, you know, one, two burgers. It's up to you right. on which, which you want to be. Um, but the goal is, the goal is to position yourself to make sure that it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It has to make sense. Mm-hmm. If it don't make sense, it ain't going to work. You can't just say, oh, one hour, $200, and they looking at you and they trying to figure out, well, dang, it went from this last time to this this time. Well, right. Why? Right. 
Right. You know what I mean? So you you as long as you in business, because they the thing is this. This is something I want you guys to remember right now. Businesses always have the budget. You just got to mm-hmm. give them a reason to spend it. Yeah. And, and they may not. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times where they may set aside a certain amount of money for something. And then the person who you talking to only got access to a certain amount of money. Cool. You ain't got access to enough to do it the way you need it done. So either you're going to get more money or next time yeah. you understand this is what it costs to get it done. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it, it, it don't even take it personal because they may have loved you and they may not yeah. be in a position to say, you know, they may have underbid. So I didn't you know. I didn't. We thought it would be a couple hundred dollars. We didn't know this is what it costs to solve this. That's why I say right. if you if you right. if you attack the problem and not the video, anybody can do a video for two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. The next person can walk up and say, we can do it for $200. What is your comeback? You don't have a comeback. But if they understand yeah. that, hey, I understand you got $500 aside, but you have a $2,000 problem. Mm-hmm. We To solve that $2,000 problem, it's going to cost $2,000. This, because this is what we got to do. Bloom, 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 bloom. It makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Y'all got to do all that? Yes. It's, right. you know, it's $2,000 to pull your transmission. Because we need to, you know, take off the exhaust, take off the cross member, remove these cables, move this to the side, get a jack, pull that down, drain the oil, prop your motor up, have a guy pull this, open the casing, change the, we got to get the transmission. Right. Like when you start seeing that, like, damn, that's actually a lot for two grand. I wouldn't right. do it for two grand. Like, you know what I'm saying? So as long as it makes sense, businesses will pay it. As long as you ain't, you know, you ain't outrageously... You can, people get gouged every day as long as it makes sense. An iPhone, $1,500. There's there's plenty of $99 phones that make phone calls. You can still get on Facebook with them. To some people, $1,500 makes sense for for a cell phone. You know what I'm saying? Some some people are Jets fans. They don't make sense, but they Jets fans. (laughs) Hey, hey now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Some people are just <laughs> J-E-T-S Jets. I mean, you know what I'm saying? All they got is a cornerback and a, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it happened. So No, nah, I feel that. A- another one um, was real quick. That, <laughs> I didn't go from across right, so the block. I did, a, I did a job. Um, well, it was I sort of kind of made it my beta client, like where um, it was like um, um, the, the school district of Philadelphia. I made good with a few of those people. So I offer, I offer to come in and just, um, you know, pretty much talk with him and do a couple of videos. And um, the video, for some reason, the audio came out bad, but the vid- visually it was great. And they talked to me about a few things, but how we came in there, um, me and my crew, we came in there with, you know, all matching t-shirts, you know, everything kind of like matching. I had the clipboard. I had my logo on the clipboard, but I had a clipboard. And um, so I'm doing a school fair, something like that, like a big, Fair, the convention center is like 80 charter schools or something like that. But um, they're doing a, a press conference with the mayor the day before. And they they hired me for that job. And I really believe it was because how professional that we look, you know, going in there. So, man, I appreciate that one, too. Um, here goes a real personal one, man. You know, my lady friend, she got me a really nice gift, man. So I want to share it with the crew. Oh, you know snap. Mean? Okay, yeah, it blurred it out. Yeah, it's cuss words on there. I like no, that. No, no, we no, right, we twinning right, right now. Right. That's what's up. Yeah, she got me. 
She was like, babe, you be in this thing every night, cut everybody off. You be really locked in. And I was like, yeah, man. I talk about you the way I be talking. Like, I be like, I know you. Like, I drink the beer with you. You do. Man. So I be like, we're right, right, right. But you know what I'm saying? You ain't lying. So, Keep it real. So. You know, I'm like, Ty said, we need to do it hey, this Ty, way. Hey, Ty. Make it split host so. real quick. Let's get a photo. A screenshot. There you go. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You and him. Let me see. Uh, Damn, I'm trying to get it out the blur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that? Boom, there you go. We twenty right now. Nice man. Go. Facts. Bam. I mean, I mean, you know, nice. you you in the fam. You is sitting here. I I, I didn't have a beer. I had a root beer. I mean, that count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? But yo, I'll be yeah, Todd said, you know, we <laughs> Tony will tell you you come if I if I run yeah, across man. you, we're gonna have a beer and, and chop it up. Anybody anybody wow, who can tell sure, you, man. you know what I'm saying? So, for sure, man. I'm glad I found y'all though, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, ever since I started taking it, I've been in the group for a minute, but I've been taking it serious, I would say about um August, and I tell you, man, my, my clients and stuff dropped. Like, it dropped tremendously. Like, I can't front. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's like, the, um, yeah, I was, you know, it is what it is, but leaning on that, like, when I do hit, I'm going to catch a well. I'm not catching these little goldfish anymore, man. You know, that's going to drive me crazy, you know. Um, and some I of recently, it is that. Some of it is saying I'm worth more. You know what I'm saying? Some of it, the hard, some of the right. hardest parts is saying I'm worth more. I don't want to do right. these $200 jobs no more. Right, I, I want right. to, you know, because because when you when you do the math, man, like when you do the math, sometimes you're not even making a profit. You're just feeling good about right. getting handed money that right. you about to you got to blow to even continue to, you know, what I'm saying be here. And that's not right. business don't work like like these companies are making 60, 70, 80 percent profit off of you. Like, you know, what I'm saying I agree. And, and one of the, I'm going to tell you one of the stats that blew me away. We often think that. Like when you ask people, what do you think your company makes off of you? Ask somebody that just to see, like, mm -hmm. like, like, what do you make and what do you think they make off of you? Right? The average person say, "Oh, I make fifty thousand. Maybe the company bring in another sixty thousand off me." No, that company's bringing in six hundred thousand off you, and that's just business. It, it, they wouldn't hire you if they couldn't make six hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. It's it's a ten x, eight x, right? Profit like. That's just business. Like it, that's page two of business book. Like, but we don't because we we just don't think like that. We how are they making this much money? Why do you think they they got money to give you shirts, health insurance? Uh, mm. you know what I'm saying? A, a punch card. They got all kind of stuff they giving you because they making this amount of money off you. You're, you're supposed to do that. Business is about profit. Nothing else. I don't care how nice. I don't care if it's about sending money for starving cats. Everything is about profit. And you can tell some people is offended by that. Like they're hurt by, oh, why it always got to be about money, Ty? Why is it all about Because everything around you is why making not? money off you. Right. Every Everything well, around you why not? is making money off you. You got to make money off you too. And if you're mm. offended by the fact that everybody around you making money, you're going to be a consumer that spend your life surviving. Mm. So if you learn the game, you can start making money off stuff so that you can sleep in and spend more time and not work 40 hours a week. I don't want to work 40 hours a week. 
and still if I work 40 hours a week, I want to be really good. I don't want to make I don't want to work 40 hours a week and still have to survive. Mm. And we as people, bro, if we don't have a job, we don't even know what to do with ourselves. People be off and be missing work. That's how conditioned we are. That's that's pure slavery. I don't care what color you are. Where you got a day off and you don't know what to do. You ain't you ain't had enough time in your life to think about what I would do if money wasn't an object and time wasn't an object. That's what I dream about. My dream is to be able to do, my dream is to jump in my car and just drive west and not care about nothing. Or go to the airport and just catch a flight. Come on through. I got you. I, I got a spot. I got you. I'm going to wait till you finish. Last time you showed me the spot, it was walls missing. You was doing construction. You about to have me out there with them coyotes. Hey, you know, I'll be working. I feel you. I feel you. But that's that's the goal is to, you know what I'm saying? I hate how we're conditioned to be so taboo about making money when you got to spend it to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't flush your toilet without paying your water bill. So you got to you gotta think like they think. That's the only way to, I'm not going to say turn the tables to make things a little even. You'll never be able to catch up, but to make things a little even, you have to have an entrepreneurial business mindset about yourself. Mm-hmm. Or you stuck at whatever the hourly rate you can bring in. That ain't, you know what I'm saying? You worth so much more, but we just got to understand how to, how to get it. Cause when I, when I see people that's rich, I don't get mad at them. I get mad at me. Cause I could do more. I feel like I feel like I need to read another book. When they be in their Lamborghinis and they be in their Bentleys and you know what I'm saying, I be looking at them like, what am I? Not? I gotta I gotta figure this thing out. I gotta figure this thing out because it's out there. And you know, we just happen to come up in a time where everybody needs this content. It ain't going nowhere no time soon. They want more. It ain't like 1980 where we had five channels. Or the 90s where we had cable and it was only 60 channels. We got we got YouTube and Facebook. Everybody needs it. It's a perfect time to do what we do. I can't guarantee you that the future going to look like this. And I can damn sure tell you the past ain't look like this. Right now is the time. So we got to take advantage of it. Because I can't always promise you that, the, that, that you know, that it'll be this, this abundant. So the the play could be get in and make you a hundred thousand and go put it on an apartment complex or something. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Get in and make you a few hundred thousand and go invest in this. You know what I'm saying? That could be the play. I don't know yet. AI is really scary. I mean, look at like I said, look at headshot, look at photography. I can go to Mid Journey right now and type in some words and they give me a picture. Why do I need stock images anymore? You think stock Im- image companies ain't trembling at Mid Journey? And they didn't built up, you know, a million picture library. And they like, dang, you can go to mid-journey and type somebody walking down a, a street in Las Vegas and I can create it? Like, that's that's cutting into a lot of industries. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we got to be prepared. We got to get it so we can stack up and see it coming and be ahead of it and be able to pivot if we need to pivot. If you're a headshot photographer right now and that's your bread and butter and everything, I feel sorry for you if you're not pivoting right now. Because it's it's not coming. It's here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we live in a time where we got to go after it 
and we gotta be we gotta be a you know you can't deny it and then it get here and now you you sol you know what i'm saying you gotta go after it see it coming and start to make the pivot but you can't do that if you you know if you uh if you late to the party and now you you know what i'm saying you 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 buying everything that got the word ai in it or you buying everything that got crypto in it because you late to the game i heard about crypto in 98 but for its true purposes was to buy stuff and not be traced not when they turned it into a stock they just got some people that know about and and had the ability to sell it to people who want to be ahead of the curve but ain't and they just they got a bunch of people who was slipping and it was made it cool when they sold it. Just kind of like uh what are they saying? What's the name of the uh gosh, what's the name of the images, the digital images you can buy? Uh I can't think of the name of them. Um you can be you can be the owner of this picture in the NBA. It's the it's your picture, and you can make I forgot the name of it. NFTs, right? Read an article that said 98% of all NFTs are worthless. 98% of all NFTs are worthless. What? I've seen people spend 10000 for an NFT. Somebody got that money and was like, sucker, I'm out of here. 98%. It was like a 98.9. It was a high 98%. Of all NFTs are worthless. That is crazy. But guess what? Two years ago, it was the thing. And if you didn't know about NFTs, if you wasn't first to learn about it so that you can pivot, you probably spent money and you got something that's worthless. They found a way to sell you a digital product for a tangible price. So, you know, the goal is to stay ahead. Um, and that's why, you know, these these meetings and these conversations are important because, hey, I may come on here one day and say pivot. Like I'm saying, if you're a headshot photographer, pivot. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Because a $6 app can do your job. And it can do it better than you can do it. And it can provide 100 perfectly lit, well pictures of me in a suit in Italy someplace or someplace I've never been for $6. I will never pay for a headshot again, ever. And I may be the first to jump on board, but I guarantee you in the next three to four years, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I, you know, I don't care how good you think you can light. I don't care how good your lens is. I don't care how good your camera is. You can't give me a hundred shots of me in suits I never wore in a hundred different places for $6. So we got to, we got to, you know, we got to be mindful of the industry. We got to look at these things and we got to, you know, we got to turn and pivot and move based off what we see and what's coming. I, I, I told you two years ago to hire a copywriter. I told you two weeks ago to get on chat GPT. That's a pivot. I told you two years ago to go on Square, uh, Squarespace and build it. I'm telling you now you can go to mid journey and say, design me a website to get inspiration. So now you're not hiring somebody to design it. So they can say, it'll go from regular investments to a lavish throwback. Photographers will be, uh, will, will be new film, film cameras. Absolutely. Think of stuff that we had people do that we don't anymore, right? People used to man certain machines that don't anymore. The person is eliminated. 
QuickBooks took a whole lot of accounting jobs, a whole lot of accounting jobs. Even when we sent them overseas to be cheaper and they can do it on the internet, QuickBooks still came in like, nope, this, this software don't make mistakes. It don't need days off. It ain't tired. It ain't sleepy. It don't, it don't hide money. It do exactly what it's supposed to do. You think that ain't coming for photographers? I've seen AI that can create music, write poetry, write scripts. There's a lot of things that you're going to have to, that's why taking pictures is, anybody can do it. You know what I did? I pivoted to solving problems. That's why my method is different than what my man at the Nikon store is still talking about, backdrops and portraits and printouts. and No, you got to pivot. Get away from people pivot to businesses they still need it until they bring in um somebody who specializes in ai prompts so and that time is coming so we we just we got to stay ahead of it we got to be you know we got to be flexible we can't be stuck in our ways you know what i'm saying we can't be polaroid in kodak we got to be forward thinkers and we got to look ahead to see what's coming because a lot of things are changing. I can scan your face and, and put you on the beach with a six pack, sit next to a six pack and ha- and light it in a way that's just, that's dope. And I ain't, you know, they, they got, you can scan yourself and come out with YouTube videos where you ain't even got to type the script. It'll take your voice and everything. You will think it's me. I've had companies approach me about that. It was a thousand dollars. I seriously considered it just to put out content. But, you know, there's something to think about. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Company that we're in talks with, a potential studio space, uses AI to generate 2D backdrops for their LED walls. It's kind of wild. Yeah. It's just, and they're using text. Like, the crazy thing is they're not saying, they're not designing anything. They're saying, they're giving you text. I don't know if you guys use MidJourney yet, where you could say, Give me a picture of Mickey Mouse riding a missile over the Atlantic Ocean and it'll give you four variations and you can keep giving it feedback until it get it right. Let Make the ocean more blue. Make it a sunny day. Make them mad. Add more fire from the missile and it'll just keep generating keep, until you have a perfect picture. You're like, dog. I don't need an artist. Now animate it. Animation is going that way. So we... We cannot, uh, Mid Journey is unreal, using it for my team uh, background posters. I the, the last thumbnail I posted, the thumbnail before I, re, I, I updated some older uh, images, and I said, give me a camera exploding into money. And I just slapped my picture on it, and I made a dope thumbnail. That was all Mid Journey. I'm trying to see if I can find it. It was the last I, I updated an old thumbnail, older thumbnail. And it was just it was like wow. It was amazing. So it's coming. You can fight it. Or you can, you know, learn it, use it, make money off of it until it catches up with everybody else. And then pivot off of it. That's what I would suggest you do. So with that being said, I'm gonna pass it to the late show. The late late show. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.